Pike, what is it? This is no turtle egg. Dios mío. It came out of that thing, didn't it? Please, come on. Hey, I hate snakes, okay? You know that. We're not okay. dealing with snakes. Claro que sí. Something much worse. It's like an unholy union between a piranha and an anaconda. You mean a piranaconda? I can't believe you just said that. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Episode 130, welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we're talking about... Attack of the Killer Combo. <laughs> that, that sounded way better in my head, I probably not going to lie. Probably threw you off. Like combos as in like the delicious like pizza flavored snack and the pretzels? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Attack of the Killer Combos. They just fell from the, what if combos just fell from the sky like rain? Like, um, what's that kid's movie? Combo Rain. <laughs> so, bedtime stories with the gumballs. Well, uh, no. Adam Sandler the, movie? No, the, uh, oh, the, uh, okay. it's rain, raining meatballs or something. Oh, like, oh cloudy with really a chance of meatballs. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's going Lord. on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I am Justin. And, uh, gentlemen. Yes. Yes. I'm talking hybrids today. Talking hybrids. Like, hybrid theory, like the greatest Lincoln Park record mm-hmm. right that's what we're talking about yes we're gonna, we're gonna deconstruct that yep, record this is just a lincoln park episode yes um you probably <laughs> i probably threw you off you probably thought we were talking about attack of the killer tomatoes no which we should do at some point we should because i've never actually seen them really i think i've seen parts of the first one maybe on tv back in the day but i've never actually sat down and, they, and watched them they used to play the first one on uh what the hell uh the usa Channel? usa was that up all night I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't remember Up All Night? <laughs> did you not have cable when you were younger? I mean, I did. Not not like crazy cable. <laughs> Poor kids, am I right? <laughs> what? Did you have cable or did you just stare at a hay barrel and pretend <laughs> that you were looking at stuff? What, is, I'm a, pretty sure. <laughs> what is a hay barrel? I don't know. It's a barrel of hay. <laughs> a barrel of hay. It's like a barrel of monkeys just Wait, with hay. I think you mean hay bale. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> you obviously didn't grow up in the country. I did not. <laughs> Uh, what's been good this week, gentlemen? Uh, nothing. Nothing's been good Literally about nothing. this week. No. Why not? It's been warm. No, it's been, It's been, yeah. like, nice and warm out, dude. So, I, I was at work the other day, and I went outside, and it was, like, 50 degrees, or, like, 40 degrees, whatever, something like that. That's which doesn't seem Which doesn't seem like that much, but in Michigan, like, 40-degree weather right after winter mm. might as well be fucking summer. Especially right after the polar... Polar, the uh, vortex, vortex we had. yeah. Yeah, like, it was oh, and so the, uh, nice, and the sun was out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, been a, it's been a good week. And the bomb cyclone. I like that one better than polar vortex. The bomb cyclone. The bomb cyclone that, that's a way cooler name. It's the thing that came like two weeks ago as opposed to four weeks ago. First we got the polar vortex, which was I, I think was actually way colder. And then there's a thing called the bomb cyclone. I have no idea what it is. I just know that they love saying it on the news. It sounds they like do, the bomb. They, crazy they wind. Say, they say it over and over and over whenever it's coming. Hmm. Um, <laughs> bomb cyclone! Oh bomb God, cyclone. the bomb cyclone! One zero, coming. one zero. <laughs> oh, we're awful. Ah, uh, yeah. What have I you guys have, been up to? I had something interesting happen to me this week. Doubt it. 
So I was uh, at my work. Uh, one of the closest restaurants to go to for like a lunch break is just Subway. It's right mm-hmm. in the corner. So I go there quite often. Did they clean the blood off the they glass? They did. They did. They did. There was some blood on the window. It's a whole other story. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm getting my sandwich. And while I'm checking out, uh, we hear some dudes yelling and screaming. Uh, obscenities and racial slurs and the whole deal, right? Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck? Like, where is this coming from? Like, we, me and the guy next to me were looking He around. said, what the fuck? And they realized it was just them yelling <laughs> obscenities. <laughs> no, like, we're, like me and the Why dude next to me. these hurtful things? <laughs> me and the dude next to me were looking around like, what is going on? Like, with, it almost sounded like it was coming from inside the building at first, but there's nothing going on. So you guys were inside like, already? Yeah, yeah, point? we were okay. inside. And so like, what the heck is going on or whatever? So then uh, it stops for a second. So I pay my pay for my food and I'm walking outside. And it wasn't until I got outside and I'm walking to my car that I see there's two dudes fighting over on the side of the building, like yelling at each other the whole deal. Like they'd stopped yelling for the mo- for a moment. By the time I got back outside, they'd started again. Yeah. And um, as I'm approaching my car, like I'm kind of looking and I'm watching. And, and as I'm as I'm opening my car, I look back. One of the dudes pulls a gun. Oh. And. Uh, so I get in my car real How quick. How close were you? Uh, I was probably, I don't know, twenty yards away, maybe. Yikes! Something was like it, that. Wow. I mean, it was a small, but small <laughs> gas station parking lot. Was it J Raj? <laughs> it was. It was not J Raj. Get out of it! Come on, you should have. <laughs> no, it was oh, crazy. Don't though. go that far. It was crazy. 20 like, yards. <laughs> uh, for all the years that I've worked, uh, that I've worked, you know, like in in Detroit, basically, and it, it was in Detroit, but like, you know, I'm not trying to give Detroit a bad name, but for all like, the years that I've worked there, that's never, I've never seen that before. Yeah. And these two dudes got into. This, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> The fuck? Yeah. That was the worst one I've ever had. <laughs> so no, like by the time this all happened, like I said, I was in my car and everything happened so quick. Like because yeah. because the dude dude pulled the gun, I saw it, and then like I was waiting to hear something. Never there's no shots or anything like that. Because the dude, the dude that had the gun pulled on him took off running like right away. Sure. And then as soon as he started running, the dude who pulled the gun ran the opposite way. So it was like the gun got pulled. The one guy freaked out and ran. The other guy freaked out because he pulled the gun and ran because he didn't want to get caught. So, so wonder, he ran. So he didn't just so, start firing. No, no, there's no shots. I wonder if no it shots. was like a, uh, like maybe the guy who didn't have the gun was threatening that guy. No idea. No idea what the argument was to, over. To me, that sounds like, oops, sorry about that, boys. To me, it sounds like uh, responsible gun ownership. Like if your life is being threatened, you pull the gun and. I will say this. The guy that pulled the gun. Like maybe to to ward off the attack and then, yeah, and then he ran. I don't know what the argument was about. Neither one of them looked like the most responsible human beings in the world. Sure. <laughs> Just saying. Like yeah. they didn't. Um, but uh, yeah. Like I said, no idea what it was about. But like it all happened. Then it was over with. And I'm like sitting in my car. And I'm like, that could have gotten real bad. Oh, yeah. Real fucking quick. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and I don't, I, nothing happened for it to, like, to make the news or anything like that. Like I said, I doubt anybody even knew that it really happened, quite Jeez. frankly. But, um, but yeah, like, I was, I was just, like, I was, like, reflecting on it afterwards. I'm like, holy shit, like, that really could have gotten bad. Well. So, like, if, if, if tensions were even higher oh, and they yeah, weren't yeah, thinking, yeah. that, like, holy shit. Like, I, I texted my girlfriend right afterwards. I'm like, this just happened. Like, I, I, like nothing bad necessarily happened. Like, everything was fine. Like, it was super quick, but it was just like, holy it's scary, shit. scary, though. Especially <laughs> that close to you. Well, it's, uh, it's... It was sort of scary. Like, afterwards, I was like, wow. Kind of in the same vein, but ended up... Di- it, it was newsworthy because there were shots fired. Uh, oh. The the Home Depot that I, I shop at, I was actually there the night before this happened. Yeah. And, uh, it was real close to both of our house. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like like a five minute drive from my house and I was there the night before and then the next next day Aaron's like somebody was shooting a gun at Home Depot this <laughs> like this afternoon 
And apparently there was... They overcharged them for a craftsman drill gun. Exactly. That's what, that's what it was. <laughs> There's that hotel uh, right across the street from it. Yeah. Uh, right next to the BP... To the Economy or, uh, Lodge or something BP, like that, right? right next to the Kroger station. The, the Economy Lodge, Lodge or, or something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. And uh, apparently this guy was making some kind of scene in the hotel and then somehow made his way over to Home Depot... And the cops were called, and when the cops showed up, he started shooting at the cops. Wow. So they shot him and injured him. He's not dead, but they, they injured him, arrested him. Now he's in the hospital with, like, three police guards outside of his room. So that's shit's scary, man. Because this is, I mean, we didn't we didn't really, <clears throat> I, I haven't lived here as long as you guys, but I don't think that stuff's happened no, out, it doesn't. Out, it doesn't out, typically out, happen like where we are no. in the suburbs very often. So that's it, pretty I mean, messed up. Stuff like that happens pretty much everywhere, every now and then. Sure. Because that's just the world we live in. Maybe mm-hmm. not everywhere. I'm, maybe I'm making the world sound worse than it is. But probably, like, probably I feel not. Like in, uh, it what's... doesn't happen. It doesn't have. It doesn't not happen often enough to ever be worried about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like for for living in this area for you know quite a, many years there was. Um, when I was little growing up, I didn't really hear any of that kind of stuff. But more so now in the area here, yeah. you hear more of it. I mean, maybe it's just, you know, at, you know, after the economy took a crap, people fall on hard times. And, and, it, and right. people, a lot of people don't come back out of that from yeah. that stuff, you know. I mean, I remember in the past two or three years, there was a couple shootings within a half mile from here. Mm-hmm. Or something, you know, and, and it's it's. Well, maybe I if just, you would stop dealing drugs right outside your house. I know. Be stop I know. The, stop with the meth. He's got this beautiful studio right here, and then I'm looking outside this window at his his meth operation. No, right he's, there. dude. He's selling. He's selling. Oh, it's a drum set. Never mind. Sorry. He's selling Pokemon Go uh, <laughs> characters. That's what he's selling. What, what Paul, do you think I was talking about? Turn around and get back to work, Paul. <laughs> We're just talking about you, not talking to you. That's my assistant, Paul, making all, make, making <laughs> Paul the drugs. Paul cooking up the meth. Isn't um, Paul the can-you-hear-me-now guy? What? Is that, is that is his, his name? name Paul? I think so. I don't know. Paul's dead. Uh, <laughs> Paul is I don't know, dead. man. It's just that shit scares me. Like, I've got I've got kids, and I've always I've always cared about this stuff because I... I thought you were going to say, I always cared about my kids. Well, no, I, I grew up in a small... As if there was a time where you didn't? I grew up in a small town, and, and the... To, to the best of my knowledge, the only shooting that we ever had was uh, deer. In, <laughs> was deer. <laughs> well, I guess there are. There's a lot of shooting. It's just mostly animals and targets and uh, skeet and stuff like that. But there was a there was a murder when I was in like um, uh, like sixth seventh grade something like that. Mm-hmm. And I actually I think I've talked about this on the show before. Me and my buddy Justin actually saw the guy go down. Not this Justin. <laughs> I uh, actually saw the guy go down and hide the gun by the train tracks. So we went you to the police station. We went to the police station and told them we think we saw some dude doing something weird down there. And then that's where they ended up finding the gun. But um, so like I wasn't used to that kind of stuff. So when I moved down here and I started hearing about shootings on the regular and stuff, it's oh, on the, it's, hey, okay. You also moved down to like next to the big one of the one of the, one of the biggest, biggest cities, metropolitan yeah. cities right. in the country. Right. And yeah. one of the ones that fell on the hardest times too. Like yeah, it just bums me out that it's starting to make its way out to, to our, our suburbs. You know, yeah. it's like, but like you said, it that stuff happens everywhere. It just when we hear about it happening in our cities, all of a sudden it becomes a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, chances are there's not going to be a ton of shootings in the next month. You know, sure. it's just like was one random, one random happening. Anyway. 
Crazy though. Let's uh, let's pull this out of depressing stuff and <laughs> talk a, about horror not, movies where not... people kill each other. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so, talking about people shooting well, guns. Let's well, talk about people killing each other. Well, what, we only heard what Mike's been up to. I don't know what you've been up to, James. Well, um, oh, we I, care now. I, we do. <laughs> I haven't I haven't been up to much, but uh, because Mike because Mike um, talked about Subway. I figure now's a good time to tell you guys about this new challenge that I came up with. You know, like people on the internet like to do different challenges that go viral. Mm-hmm. So I came up with this one called the Subway Challenge, right? Isn't, isn't there already a Subway Challenge? I don't know. It's Is like there? Subway Eat Fresh Challenge. This one's better. I mean, <laughs> it's it's similar. It's, it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like, the Subway Challenge. So the next time you're having um, consensual, familiar relations with your significant other... Yeah. Uh, next time that's happening, I don't think Mike's listening to me. No, yeah, he, no he's no, turning his cans up. He's yeah. thinking. He's thinking about cans, so he's on the right track. <laughs> so the sub, the subway challenge, like I said, exactly what it sounds like. Next time you're having uh, familiar, carnal relations with your significant other, uh, basically start working in some dirty talk. But we all have a standard go-to sandwich that we have at uh, at Subway. As you're working in your dirty talk, you have to build your favorite subway sandwich <laughs> in in dirty talk terms and how you can't, gonna, you can't how am i gonna do that with a turkey italiano you can't tell you and that's my same <laughs> same sub too so you can't tell your I stole mine you can't tell your partner what's going on until afterwards oh meatballs would be easy meatballs would be easy <laughs> but like like you know like oh yeah get ready for the footlong baby and then like and then just start building your sandwich oh, i'm, I'm putting some extra cheese on yeah, you know, i'm putting that pepper jack on there baby put some bacon on it you know or you can get creative like uh if like banana peppers you know you could be like um be like uh um like, That's uh, real good. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, baby, call me Tony Stark because I'm about to give you that banana pepper. Uh oh. Yeah, uh, right. Because oh. his girlfriend's name is Pepper. Now and you're just she, making me hungry. And when man. she starts screaming, "That's burning!" I go, "Yeah, it's the jalapeno." <laughs> yeah, that's right. I literally squirted jalapeno juice. <laughs> <laughs> just put some oil and vinegar on. It's gonna be all right. <laughs> and you just you build your sandwich, and then by the end, if you have your sandwich built, you win the challenge. And then do you eat the sandwich? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a subway challenge. It's the next viral sensation. I guarantee it. People are gonna hear this. They're gonna start doing it, and uh, I'm gonna become famous for the. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. But, you have to, but if you're gonna do this, you have to post a YouTube video of you doing it. That's the only <laughs> way it counts. Because <laughs> let's be honest, Subway needs a win after the whole Jared thing. They need a new. They need a new like viral thing. Yeah, but what if you're getting a kids meal? Oh God! <laughs> there's no. There's no kids meals at Subway, yes, there is. is there? Yes. Now, right, now never do we mind. Have Disregard to... this entire challenge. This is a horrible idea. Do we have to start it out the uh, the James way with him? Yeah, you're getting that foot long. Can I can I come out and be more honest and say you're getting that six inch? <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of dudes out there like I wish I had six inches. Oh yeah, take that six inch and cut it in half. I'm not that hungry. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, what have you been up to, Jay? Oh, doing the thing, man. I think last week I was talking about how I, uh, I had a, a fuel line explode on one of our cars. Not explode in fire, but it bursted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was spraying gas out, so I had to uh, finish that project if the parts came in on Saturday. First time doing a uh, all-the-way-from-tank replacing the entire fuel system up to the engine. So mm-hmm. I had to pull a lot of stuff off, put a bunch of new stuff on. Runs great like a charm. 
It was actually one of the easiest auto repair jobs I've ever done. Most uh, relaxing, no stress, mm. everything I, went smooth. I replaced a light bulb before, pretty sure it was <laughs> I've had more trouble replacing light bulbs. <laughs> but uh, today I got an email from the company that says, urgent matter about you purchasing this kit. We're, we are in fear that there has been a part missing. For, <laughs> uh, drives fine to me, I don't know. <laughs> Emergency <laughs> recall, we accidentally sent you cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought these fuel lines were a little bit squishy. Why does my car smell so delicious? Was so, did they tell you what part they were worried about missing? They did. It was a 3 8 inch uh, cl- uh, a joint between two of the lines, because instead of it being a full single line for shipping purposes and ease of installment, it's three separate shorter lines, mm-hmm. and they have uh, little joints in between them where they connect. Um, and it said that it was uh, possibly missing one of those connection pieces. And it wasn't? It was not. You should have lit your car on fire oh, and yeah. then sued them. Yeah, that would have been a good idea. Mark the email as unread, because you can do that. Mark the email as unread, light your car on fire, and then read the email. <laughs> You're like, oh, what the hell? Except I like that company. They were cheap and free shipping, so. Well, all yeah, right. Cheap, because they're missing parts. Yeah, because they sent you cheeseburgers to fix your fuel lines with. <laughs> at, least, at least they were honest, and honesty goes a long way with J-Raj. All yeah. right. Well, speaking of being honest... Ah, uh, that sound means that we didn't get anything wrong last week. Yeah, at least we don't if, think we did. I mean, I'm sure Vito will correct us. Oh, if we I'm did. sure he will. I'm sure he will. No, <laughs> so I'll, no corrections. No I had corrections. I had one that I thought I thought you were wrong about uh, the, the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park being all female. I thought they were all male. That way they couldn't get each other pregnant. <laughs> you uh, fool! But I was dumb, and you that are was a not fool, the case. Sir, I'm not. I don't get things about Jurassic Whoa. Park wrong. Oh, don't you? Quiz me. Some um, other time after I've studied. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Uh, since we don't have any corrections, that's probably good because our intro was super long today. Yep. So this week we are talking about uh, hybrid animals, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Chimeras, if you want to call and, them that. Cows or... and chickens and, and caterpillars and donkeys and what other crazy octopuses and... You're just naming off animals. You're not actually saying hybrids. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're all they're all together. They're all together. Oh, they're all together. Okay. All of them. Are these screw top? I don't think so. Oh, damn it. Uh, do we have a? Uh, Where's your Jason opener? I, it's not, it's, it's in here somewhere. Find talk, it. Talk Find yourselves. it. Find yeah, no, it. So, so we're talking about we're talking about hybrids. Uh, the two movies we talked about. Uh, one of them was uh, Splice. From Splice. was it 2005? I think it was. No, what? It, yeah, I think so. No, uh, 2009. 2009. I was a little off. Uh, Splice uh, and uh, the, and a gem called Piranaconda. Oh man, was it a gem? <laughs> you knew now you this... knew in this hybrid episode there had to be at least one of those real shitty yet amazing sci-fi movies. We thought about going with two of those, but we're like, there's not a whole lot of content to analyze there. There's really not. <laughs> it might be our shortest episode ever, which I'm sure some people would be happy about, especially Jay. He would get out of here before 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm so tired. Is there is there anything on the bottle? I don't think so. Is there anything oh on gosh. the... Is there anything on the... Well, I could just read this little this little, little thing. Blurb. So, uh, from Shorts Brew. Shorts this, Brew? This is the Mighty Shorts. Uh, and if you if you don't know what a Shorts is, <laughs> do your homework. Uh, it's a shark mixed with a horse. And it, <laughs> and it has a, a, a topless tattooed man. I do love a, topless tattooed man. With a beard and a trident and a Shorts Brewing Company hat riding on his back. <laughs> And instead of reins, he has uh, what looks to be vines of some kind. 
Yep. And is that a peach in the shark's in the shark? That is a, that is a peach. Mouth? That is a All peach. Right. So this is the Mighty Shores Imperial India Imperial India Pale Ale with a blend of Azaka, Citra, Eldorado, and oh, uh, Motuka hops and peaches. And peaches. Oh, so that's uh, why the uh, peaches in it. So I'll do your job this week. Uh, the Mighty Shores is a oh, dank and fruity Imperial IPA brewed with a blend of Akaza, Citra, and Eldorado and. Ma- How'd we say that? Matuka? Matuka hops and peaches. Very hazy and dark copper in color with an off-white and frothy head. Ooh. My head is also off-white and frothy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) The Mighty Shores smells of floral citrus and fresh peach. Initial flavors of the sweet peach are quickly matched by notes of dank citrus. Ooh. Dank. Whenever someone is is described as dank, I'm like, shit. You know it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. So dank. Matched by notes of dank citrus, followed by a slightly bitter finish. This medium-bodied and refreshing Imperial IPA has a thick and juicy mouthfeel. Ooh, baby. Mm. It's funny how dank can mean... It can mean both ends of the spectrum. Because you, you could say, like, a dank basement. It does, You could say, I got a super dank basement, which means, like, I got super a cool... sweet. I got a super awesome basement. Or you could be like, oh, this basement is so dank. Which means it's like all musty and gross. I've never and stuff. said the word dank more in my life than in the last like 60 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> all right, let's try this, boys. All right. Cheers. Ooh, I taste the dankness. Mm, super dank. I just taste jizz. <laughs> that frothy, <laughs> that frothy white head. Oh, no, it's, this is actually really, really good. It is good. I like it. I, 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 I mean, is there much from Shorts that's not good? No, Shorts is usually beer from really, really, really good. good. I have a question for you, though. Yeah? Is the shark with the the the, peach? the butt peach in its mouth supposed to symbolize that the shark is like eating ass? Eating ass? <laughs> is that what this is supposed to be? Because um, I kind of think that it is. I feel like maybe you're just backed up. <laughs> See, I'm trying to figure what out who the uh, what am I backed up? <laughs> who the the character is? The man riding the shark. You he know looks what, very familiar. You know, it almost looks like uh, Clown Shoes Steve. No, no, no. Clown Shoes Steve is way cooler. <laughs> I agree, uh, <laughs> but it, it kind of looks like him. He kind of looks like James from Dave and Chuck the Freak, which yeah. is a local uh, oh, yeah, local radio station around here. I wonder if it's actually him. And he would ride know. a shark and half naked. Uh, it's not. He's not wearing a thong though, so I don't mm. think it's him. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is good. I like it. Yeah, um, no, it's delicious. Uh, I was going to say something else. I would drink oh, it again. Oh, uh, Shorts Brew, in case you don't know where Shorts Brew is from. It's Elk Rapids, Michigan, local yes, boys. So that's that. Uh, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> smell like Badusi in here. That's actually a hybrid. That's a that's actually that's actually a very appropriate thing to say on which, this episode. Which one is that? Badusi? <laughs> yeah, okay. Booty, dick, ass, and pussy. <laughs> What's that from? I have no, no idea. Butt, butt, dick, and pussy. Oh, butt, butt dick, and pussy. What's is that, that like from? from? I don't know, like from Friday movie or something yeah, like that? One uh, of those? Or is it How to Be a Player? I have no idea. I've never yeah, seen that. That sounds a little more I think accurate. it's How to Be a Player. Smell, <laughs> smell like Badusi in here. Speaking of Badusi, <laughs> someone died this week. Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, rest in peace to uh, Jan Michael Visson. 
Vincent. Try, I was going to say try Jan. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit congested today. I don't know if you can tell, but uh, Jan Michael Vincent. Uh, he died at the age of 74 years old. Uh, he actually died back on February 10th, mm-hmm. but word is just now getting out that he uh, actually passed away. Uh, he died of um, uh, cardiac arrest while he was in the hospital for something else. Mm. Oh, um, I didn't. I, I saw the cardiac arrest. I didn't know. He was yeah, he was already in the hospital, in the hospital something. for something. I have no idea what for. Mm. Um, uh, he was in a ton of stuff. Most notably, probably like Airwolf. I think was the uh, TV show he was in yeah. back in the day. But uh, horror fans would know him from Extro 2. Yes, they made a sequel to Extro. Uh, actually, two of them, because there's an Extro 3. Uh, and also The Ice Cream Man, a, uh, a movie that we've talked mm. about mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah. So uh, rest in peace to Jan and Michael Vincent. Rest um, yeah. All right, so a little bit of news this week. Uh, more than last week, that's for sure. Um, every Friday for the next, or for six weeks, beginning on March 29th, um, we're going to be getting from IGN, who just put out that alien, uh, uh, alien annihilation, annihilation like yeah. TV show, sort of like 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 digital series. Yeah, we are now going to be getting for six straight weeks short films that are all based around Alien. Oh, cool! Uh, and this, like I said, starts on March 29th. Uh, there's a, um, a trailer for it up online right now. They look really good. They're all short films that have to do with like on an alien ship with the xenomorphs, the whole deal. Like the the effects look amazing. Like everything looks really really cool about this. Um, they so are this called is through IGN. IGN, yeah. yeah. IGN looks seems like they're handling a lot of the 40th anniversary stuff. Oh. That's because that's this year. Okay. Which is why they're doing a bunch. Uh, they are called uh, Alien Alone, Alien Containment, Alien Harvest, Alien Night Shift, Alien Or, and Alien Specimen. Uh, they all have different little things going on. I'm not sure how long they're going to be, but short to me is about five minutes, give or take. Yeah, that to me is a short film. What's the what constitute like? It's isn't it anything? There's like a there's something that actually constitute constitutes a short film, but um, it's like, like it, can, a, it can be anywhere from like like three minutes to forty five minutes. I don't, can it? I don't know that there's an actual rule to it, but um, <laughs> one of the things that like Adam Green and Joe Lynch always say. That if you're going to make a short film, make it be short because nobody is going to sit down and watch a 35 to 40 minute long short film. Right, like the it's uh, not going to happen. Like the uh, what were the ones that came out? The one with that big the monster that was made out of uh, body parts. Do you remember that? Monster uh, was uh, it one of the Neil Bloom Neil Bloom camp? Yeah, yeah, I forget which one that was. Like but... those were on the high end for me as far as short films go. Sure. I think they were like some of them were between like 15 and 20 minutes long. Like, uh, yeah, that's, at their longest, like, that's a cutoff. That's, that's to me. my cutoff. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like agree. if you make a short film and you're saying it's a short film and it's above that, I'm probably not going to watch yeah. it. <laughs> so ours is titled as a short podcast, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's under it's under two and a half hours short podcast. I think <laughs> most times. I think, <laughs> I think Joe Rogan sets the standard there. So anything under three and a half hours is technically a short. His podcast, podcast is so long sometimes, but everyone they're listens so good, to good though. No, they're really good. Like he keeps things interesting, so it's no, he like, does. You can't really go wrong. Uh, let's see. Here. Uh, director George Pavlo mm-hmm. um, directed a movie called Rawhead Rex. And uh, in an interview this past week, he teased a possible Rawhead Rex remake. Uh, apparently, he's been trying to get the rights for the past 10 years to release a proper Blu-ray, which mm-hmm. I don't know if he was successful in that, but they did just recently release an actual Blu-ray yeah. of Rawhead Rex, which is like amazingly... It looks a thousand times better than than the crappy VHS rip that's been going around sure. forever. Um, but yeah, he said that he wants to make a, a remake of it. Um, so yeah, that, that's really the only news. It's just a thing that he said. But if he's been trying to get the rights for 10 years, you know that he's probably not going to let this die 
without trying to do it. What so. do you think about that? What do you think of a Rawhead Rex uh, reboot? I think anything will be better than the original. <laughs> I mean, we did the Rawhead Rex for the show, yeah. and we, there were there were parts that we liked, but I, by yeah. and large, it was not a good movie at all. No, I mean um, it's a it's a it's, it's classic. A Clive Bar- it's, a, it's a Clive Barker story. Like that right. could be done amazingly. Sure. You know, and, and I and I feel as though it actually is deserved a proper remake to do it the right way this time. I you agree. Know? Like that's the kind of movie I don't know. Maybe it just shouldn't have been made back when it was made. Maybe it was uh, a bit too ambitious. I don't know. I don't know. I still liked I still liked the original though. Yeah. I mean I it thought, was I thought it was fun. There was it, some pretty it, it was sure it was fun. Pretty fun good, gore scenes. Good and, stuff and like fun that. though are not always the same thing. Yeah, that's true. So like we're but, talking about a fun movie tonight. Yes. That was not good. Yes. Splice. <laughs> Splice. <yeah. laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Dario Argento is returning to the director's chair. Who? Uh, Dario Argento. Okay, That's gotcha. Yep. Uh, he's returning to the director's <laughs> chair for an upcoming project that he describes as a feature broken up into eight parts. Okay. Otherwise known as a miniseries. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna like there. I read there's really no release, description for released it. Released separately? Yeah, I, oh, I guess okay. there's gonna it's gonna be a female lead, and it's going to be in English because it's an American company that's putting up the money. That's sure. all. That's really all we know about it. I just I I this is just funny to me because it's like it, it, a feature broken up into eight parts. That's a miniseries. That's what they've uh, been doing on Netflix and Hulu. Do you know for, for sure a long that time. do you know for sure that he's talking about it being split up into individual episodic kind of things though? That's or is, what it sounds or, like. Or is it one long feature like an anthology, like one well, long it, feature split into eight the, parts? What I got from what he had said is that it was going to be split up into eight individual released parts. Okay. Um like I said, to me, I just found it funny because like that's it's like he's trying to put like some weird art spin on a miniseries. <laughs> it's like TV is TV and streaming is are the new films. Yeah, but that's that's why so many big actors are doing, you know, limited run series and all right. that stuff. Like, so I just feel like he's really trying to class up a miniseries. Don't try and church it up, Dario. Let's be honest. His last film, Dracula 3D or whatever the fuck it was, it it. was just awful. Was it bad? Terrible. <laughs> so I, I have, I my my expectations are tempered. <laughs> Put it that way. Um, let's see here. Um, Adrian Barbeau, uh, she is officially back in the Swamp Thing universe. Uh, alien, uh, a- alien Barbeau. Adrian Barbeau uh, first starred in the original Swamp Thing back in 1982. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has signed on to be in the new DC Swamp Thing series, which is going to be on DC's streaming network. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so she'll be joining uh, Jennifer Beals, Virginia Madsen, Will Patton, Kevin Durant, and Derek Mears, who is playing the Swamp Thing. Oh, cool. This is a crazy cast mm-hmm. they are building for this series. It's it's. Uh, Almost weird that DC sounds like they're doing something right for a change. You always put an you always put a T on the end of Kevin. Isn't it Kevin Durand? It is Durand. You always call him Kevin Durant. I just because Durand sounds like Durand Durand to me, and I always think that. I'm but there's no the D at the thing. end of Durand Durand. Right. There's <laughs> a Durand city in Michigan. There is. We used to uh, we used to uh, go do the MCBA competitions at Durand. Oh yeah, you yeah. played against them. Oh yeah. Well, sh- well, get out of here. I t- I used to coach them, man. Did you? Yeah. Oh, fuck. So battling, getting it off my turf. It's like I mean they were good, but it was just they they had a bunch of people who threw a bunch of money at their school, so you know they always had the big impressive set pieces and stuff. It was uh, annoying. Yeah. 
not not as much. Their color guard was awesome. They Their had, color some, guard was awesome. They had some awesome, awesome instructors they used to bring. <laughs> Mike's I mean, like, I, what the fuck is this devolving the, well, into? Well, see, I, I was the drumline <laughs> instructor. I remember the first contest we went to at uh, Ford Field when Ford Field first opened. Uh-huh. And I just watched their color guard doing these crazy like tosses. And I was like with rifles. And I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. Why did I get into drums? <laughs> that's all. Sorry. You guys done? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Clarkson had a pretty good band, too. It's <laughs> <laughs> all about Reese Puffer, man. Lam, um, Lam Fear. No, so, uh, so yeah, hell of a cast, though. DC actually sounds like these these shows are putting together might actually be good. Yeah, we'll see. They got the talent, at least. The talent is there for Talent's it to be good. there, but, like, but hasn't um, the talent been there on all of their huge bomb movies that they put out? Yeah. When I say bomb, I don't mean, like... like Let's do something. I don't, I don't mean, like, dank. I mean, like... They bombed. Let's do something that we've not done before. What? Let's decide on an episode for next week. Yeah. Right now. Why? Because. Okay. Let's do the DC Dark Universe false starts. Oh, geez. Dracula Untold and The Mummy. Okay. Since both of them tried to kick it off and both of them failed. Okay. Let's do those next week. Okay. You want to? <laughs> sure. Calling it no more pizza death. I just told you that you didn't have to listen to the fucking pizza death wheel tonight. That's good. You should be thanking me. Yeah, thank you very much. I might still do it at the end just to make you hear it. <laughs> it's just the worst. Um, all right, so I only have one more piece of news. Uh, so before we get there, James, please, what is new on the blue? <clears throat> I'm going to go old school tonight. Look oh. at this, handwritten. Dang. And, uh, is that because hope... your delete key is still pressed hopefully, down? <laughs> hopefully I can... Read my chicken scratch. No, I was uh, I was away from my uh, my iPad earlier, so I had to just handwrite all this. All right, Scream Factory, as promised, uh, uh, has an... <laughs> clearly you cannot read it. <laughs> Scream Factory, as promised, has the upcoming release of Eli Roth's um, uh, uh, Green Inferno. Ah, will be loaded with new extras. Uh, this is a direct quote from Scream Factory. On April 23rd, 2019, Scream Factory proudly presents Eli Roth's gory spectacle, The Green, Infer- Green Inferno, in a two-disc collector's edition set with the film on Blu-ray and the original motion picture soundtrack by Manuel Rivero mm-hmm. on CD. I'm a big fan of him. You are? Sure. What else has he done? This. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. Yes, I did. Uh, this release comes packed with bonus features, including a brand new interview with Eli Roth, uh, the new featurette Uncivilized Behavior, Method Acting in Green Inferno, featuring interviews with actors Lorenza Izzo, uh, Daryl Sabara, and Kirby Bliss Blanton. I'm and, uh, I'm what? very curious to see this documentary only because I'm more interested in the making of this movie and the release of this movie than I am the actual movie itself. Yeah. I, I didn't hate this movie. Um, I think it was so overhyped, but, though. Well, it had it, it. It's sort of had its own mythology to it because mm-hmm. it wasn't released for so long, right? And like, everyone, like, oh, Eli Roth has this crazy cannibal exploitation movie, and no one could see it. And like, it, it kind of started building a life of its own. Like people, and then when you finally saw it, it was like, I think this movie would have been way better if it would have just been released normally, and, and it right. was what it was. Like, um, like people, like you said, people were anticipating the release so much that they're like, oh my God, it's going to be the new Cannibal Holocaust. It's uh-huh. going to set a new standard for cannibal Which exploitation was his, movies. That was, all those movies were his inspiration. Sure. But it just didn't. Next week. It didn't. Green qu- Inferno and Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> there we go. We're doing two shows next week. Um, where? I lost my spot. Uh, I hate you. 
Nearly an hour of never-before-seen behind-the-scenes footage, audio commentaries, a making-of featurette, and much more. Uh, Also, although uh, no official information regarding a Blu-ray release for James Cameron's 1989 sci-fi flick The Abyss has been released, uh, one of Cameron's frequent collaborators, Skip Kimball, posted a picture on Instagram showing The Abyss being color-graded with the caption, This is happening on Stage 1 this weekend. Hashtag 4K, hashtag HDR, hashtag remaster. So I think it's I, pretty safe to say that a uh, Blu-ray announcement will be forthcoming, right? I cannot tell you how much I love The Abyss. Yeah, it's so um, good. It, it was one of the very early, early sci-fi movies, early in my life that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first ones I remember, it was it was The Abyss, and of all movies, Sphere. Mm. I saw them both around the same time when I was a lot younger. And they both have the same both, kind they're of They're very feel. similar. They're, yeah. and, and I loved underwater. I loved that mm-hmm. type of idea of there being aliens at the bottom of our ocean because, quite frankly, what the fuck is a jellyfish? <laughs> okay? like So this is all rooted in real life. Yeah, like, yeah. Seriously, like an anglerfish, if that's not a fucking alien, I don't know what is. Or, uh, I mean, like an octopus or, yeah, they're all... They're not even... Even an octopus, I understand... Because it doesn't have either a see-through body or a fucking flashlight hanging in front of its head. Like, <laughs> there are certain things that just don't belong on this earth, and those are some of them. Um, but yeah, I know there's, there's so many like weird alien-looking creatures in our in our oceans. The idea of aliens actually living in our oceans, yeah, and the fact that we've only explored like what five percent well, of the world's oceans. Yeah, that's, like, that's what I think. I like, love I, that idea. Like, people go crazy for alien movies and space and stuff, which I love those too. But I'm like. Like fuck the sky. Let's go underwater because right. we hardly know what's down there, and it's the planet that we live on. Yeah, right, and, and all the aliens. I look to look at like the abyss and like sphere and all that. They're more documentaries, mm-hmm. um, and we'll never be able to prove the existence of them because clearly by now, um, all of those alien species they've 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 gone with the current. And they've fallen off the edge of the flat Earth. Yeah. So this is this is true. This is so fact, we'll never we'll, we'll never actually know <laughs> if they. We'll never be able to study them because they're gone. Yeah, they're, they fell off into the abyss. The abyss. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Let's wrap this up. Um, uh, one more thing here. God, I can't read my stupid handwriting. Well, because I thought I, I was gonna, can't read. I, I thought I was going to type this out at some point, so I just was writing props super you, fast. Though, props to you for actually knowing how to use a pencil. I guarantee you, there are kids in this world that really don't know how to hold a pencil properly anymore. Well, this is this is pen, to be fair, but eh, still, and it's not erasable pen. You can tell by my many many scratch offs here. Uh, Escape Room will be hitting digital on April 9th, followed by Blu-ray and DVD on April 23rd. Uh, not only will the release. Uh, not only will the release have an alternate opening and ending, but it will also include four featurettes that examine the 360-degree three, architectural spaces of the movie and the practical effects that were used to create them. There was no green screens in the movie Escape Room. Really? Which makes me want to see it even more. I, I agree. I, like, I, I love when that kind of attention is put into the, the making of a film. Like, to build 360-degree sets, like, there's the one where... I haven't seen the movie yet, but, like, they're... Uh, essentially the entire room is upside down and like the laws of physics are kind of <clears throat> challenged and so you know, like i just I, I think it's cool you know yeah and there's like a big uh there's like a f- like a frozen landscape room like how do they 
it, I, it's, it's, I it's really, cool. really, and really want to see that movie. the fact that they did it all practically and didn't use any green screens, I really like. I feel like we've been talking that movie up a lot, even though neither one of us or <laughs> any of us have seen it. Like, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be the kind of movie that we like. Oh, I th- absolutely! I, think, I, just I really want to see it. I think we know that even without seeing, but but we should watch it soon. I, I, you know, I went and saw so many movies in the theaters when I had that movie pass. Mm-hmm. And then it just got real shitty, and it wasn't really covering anything that was worthwhile to me anymore. So I canceled it, and I, I, I just wish they wouldn't have done that because I would have, I would have used the shit out of that and gone to see every one of these movies. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, that's all I've got for blues. Dang, Jay, you're blinging out today. That's a dank watch. That's super dank. <laughs> it's a dank. That is dank, dank watch. <laughs> Jay's watch is like literally sitting like at least a solid inch and a half above his. Do you ever see a guy with wrist. <laughs> with like big chrome, extra large spinner rims, like twenty eights? Yes, seen, I've seen that. That's like the videos. watch on my wrist. <laughs> Without the spin, it, it spins, but at one second per. It's very like, slowly. <laughs> it's like the clock that uh, what's his face usually wears on his neck, except Flavor for it's Flavor 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 Flavor. Flavor. <laughs> except for it's on Jay's wrist right now. Um, okay, so I got one more one more piece of baby. Mm. <laughs> oh, one more piece of baby. Weird man, <laughs> it's the leg. Um, I have one more piece of news. Uh, this is coming from Jason Blum, which you would think that typically speaking, news coming from Jason Blum would be good news. Mm-hmm. This is not. Jason Blum pretty much put the kibosh, the final kibosh, on there being another Sinister movie. Oh, so the Sinister series is pretty much dead uh he had he was doing like a uh i don't think it was an ama but it was some sort of like online like twitter question answer thing i think think it was literally just somebody on on twitter said so what's are we gonna get another maybe but there's a he answered a couple people in a row that's why i thought maybe it was like a a thing i thought regardless of which he was on there answering people's questions his answer was his answer was one word though something he just says nope nope (laughs) Uh, apparently sinister 2 underperformed it still made like 20 no, no, it made like sixty-eight or sixty-eight million, million on, on like a ten, $10 million, million dollar budget. Yeah, okay, so, so you read this. Obviously, it's, it's funny that that doesn't constitute a successful movie. He did, however, say though that he's maybe hoping to do something on the small screen and maybe use uh, the sinister, like the sinister world, on um, small screen somehow. I hope he does because the character of Bagul, I think, is awesome. Like, yeah, it's such, I, a, it's such a I cool feel concept. Like, you know, every I, I hate the fact that every company is doing their own streaming service now. You know, I really do hate that because, to me, it's just becoming cable again, where every every single different channel and every company is going to have their own streaming service. Right. And eventually, they're going to get bundled together, and right. they're going to be paying one price <laughs> for all these streaming services. And it's just going to be cable. Right. It's just not going to be live TV. Yeah. I don't get it, but whatever. Um, I still, I feel like Blumhouse could probably start their own service and do their own original programming and it would be amazing. Or they partner with somebody like Shudder. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That was a bad one. I had a bubble in my throat. Shut up. Um, I uh, here's uh, I just Bubble before dick. what's be, the difference <laughs> before before you move on though I guess here's here's my thought on what you were just talking about like maybe they do kind of all band together and and then it's essentially like a cable service at least at that rate it seems like it would put more power in the hands of the individual companies rather than having a a, a company like Comcast who you know, kind of has a monopoly, well, or no. there's like there's like well, the no, three because, there's well, like the three big cable companies who but to bundle control everything to bundle all the services together, you would need an overarching company putting it together. Uh, yeah. So it would be the exact same thing. 
Uh, Comcast yeah. could literally get into the bundling streaming service. Yeah, that sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it wouldn't be Comcast, was, unless obviously. There was some like, way, unless there was some way of doing it where there was, like, some Umbrella Corp, but then... Well, the Umbrella Corp, the that umbrella worked out corp. well the first time. <laughs> <laughs> like some sort of some sort of like mother company and then each each streaming service underneath it could still kind of have their own guidelines yeah I get what you're saying. so anyway anyway that's uh that's your news all right so let's wrap this news segment up with today's stupid fact of the day did you know that american airlines saved forty thousand dollars in 1987 by eliminating one olive from each salad served in first class <laughs> so weird <laughs> what kind of olive uh, I don't know. Probably like a, a Greek olive or like yeah. a salt ball. Or I would what? imagine like a Greek olive. Probably. Yeah. Mm. That's Take unfortunate away, yeah. though because the more olives in my be salad, less, the happier I am. Stinky on the plane if it was all the Greek olives. Um, they smell. You, no, you I'm sorry, still, Greek olives. They don't, they don't smell good. No, it's not really the olives that smell though. It's the dressing. Oh, that's the people. Not a Greek salad. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Don't, don't think you could say that. <laughs> No, I'm saying that when people eat Greek salads, <laughs> okay. you took it weird. All right, backpedal, backpedal. <laughs> I'm not backpedaling. Sure. <laughs> Listen, when I'm getting done, when I'm getting done eating a Greek salad, I'm not going to breathe in people's faces. Is all I'm saying. It's because of the dressing, though. It's yes. Not, it's not the olives. I'm talking about the salad in general, and the olives are. You're a racist. <laughs> but here's the thing: is you 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 still have the Greek salad with the Greek dressing, which is going to smell anyway. But now you just have one less olive. Yeah, that's considerably less enjoyable. <laughs> it is. I like a lot of olives on my Greek salad. I like okay. a lot of dressing. Okay. <laughs> I, boom! That was the news. <laughs> All right. All right. We're gonna go chow down some Greek salads, breathe each other's faces, and then we're gonna come back with some some hybrid. Things. <laughs> Weirdest circle jerk ever. Throughout this dulcy, faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp. And graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. So, tonight we're mixing, we're mixing beer with whiskey, and we're drinking brisky. 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 We should have actually done that. God, are you kidding me? We would have died. Why? Um, because mixing the grain with the. It's called a boiler maker, dude. Yeah, fuck that. You never had a boiler maker? Yeah, I'm sure I have. I'm sure I regretted it immensely. The no, next no, no, day. no, 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 no. No, there's no regrets with a boiler maker. Uh, I've regretted my fair share of Irish car bombs, which is basically the same thing. I have never regretted one Oof, of those. I love them. I'm looking the forward. The next day, though, I'm looking forward to drinking a few in a few days. Yeah. So, but so the day this releases, it's going to be St. Patty's Day. Why did we do a St. Patty's Day episode? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with us? <laughs> anyway, mean, the day this episode gets released is going to be St. Patty's Day. I do love a good Irish car bomb, but mm-hmm. I no longer will go to the bars and deal with people. Oh, I, no. I hate people no. so much. I've never gone out to the bar on St. Patty's I have, Day. I, I used to do it. I used to love it. Mm. But now, no, like, I've grown out me. of it. I plan on going to my girlfriend's house and cooking corned beef and cabbage and probably watching some Shameless or something. That's that's my plan. Um, 
Sci-Fi is airing Leprechaun Returns. They are. Which is, it's been available for a while, though, so you're getting the sci-fi version of it, which is not going to be the R-rated version. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, by all means, still watch it. But they're but... doing a, they're doing a full-on, a, a full-on uh, Leprechaun, well, why can't, marathon. Yeah. So. What if they uh, did a, a, a mashup of Leprechaun and The Walking Dead? leprechaun Leprequawking dead. <laughs> Leprequawking. <laughs> Sounds like a chicken movie. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So the first movie we're talking about in our hybrid series this week is going to be a gem. Ooh, oh, that's God. A, that's an amber alert. Oh. Who's missing? Who's missing? Uh, Suspect is white male. Check local media. Jeez, that's loud. I didn't get it. Yeah, sorry. Sorry for anybody listening for that. Don't be sorry. Somebody's missing. No, yeah. It's a Paradise 86 <laughs> camo. F-250. Of a course. Camo, camo F-250? My lord. Suspect is a white male. They'll never find him. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a camo F-250 and the suspect is a white male? One is, couldn't, couldn't have seen that coming. Michigan? <laughs> Michigan. Michigan plates? Camo or is F-250. It? Yeah, it's a Michigan plates. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem is they're never going to find him. I know what car I'm going to steal. I'm going to take that cable flash when they ain't going to see me. It's actually genius. We're making jokes about an Amber Alert right now. Oh, yeah. Well, there's, it doesn't say anything about a... I mean, oh, I, I mean, guess an, an, amber, amber, an amber Alert, 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 is, an amber alert is always is a, kid a kid missing, right? Them, yeah. Okay, well then, I'm going to stop joking about it. Um, jeez, sorry. Anyway, the first movie that we're talking about tonight is Piranaconda. Piranaconda. I can't uh, believe you just said that. If you're... <laughs> if you're a big fan of the Sci-Fi Channel and their animal mashup movies, uh, this was one of them, uh, and this will be right up your alley. And it's fantastic in all of the worst ways. I, they sure made this movie. They sure they did. Sh- they made the out of, shit out of, out of all this the movie. out of all the sci-fi hybrid uh, animal movies. This is one of them. This is the one that we picked, <laughs> though. This, this is one of them. Uh, we picked this one because the plot. I'm going to read you the plot real quick here. Uh, it's two piranha anaconda... Wait. Two piranha slash anaconda hybrid creatures hunt down the scientists who stole their egg and a film crew making a slasher film in the jungle. It seems perfect, So right? it works on all kinds of levels. It really did. So the director of this movie, his name is Jim Warnowski. Jim Warnowski has a very, very interesting history. I think it's Warnowski. Whatever it is. Very interesting history. He did. He directed a movie called Chopping Mall, which is an oh. '80s classic. Yeah. He directed Death Stalker Two, which I have on Laserdisc. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, he also did the Return of Swamp Thing. Oh, cool. So he did a lot of sequels. He was the dude that you would call that wasn't quite good enough for a lot of the main movies, <laughs> but you would call him for the sequels. Now the rest of his filmography here will make a lot of sense. Okay. Is it porn? We're, we're going to start with this. It? He did the Bear Wench Project. Ah, uh, yeah. One, <laughs> two, three. What? Four. What? And five. I, I don't think I ever knew that there was a sequel to the I Bear Wench know, Project. I didn't know either. Oh, my gosh. He also did The Witches of Brestwick. Of course. <laughs> he also did. He's got a thing for witches, this one. One and two. <laughs> <laughs> he also did... The Breastford Wives. <laughs> We're not even close to being done. Okay, keep going. He also did Alabama Jones and the Busty Crusade. Uh-huh. Guy loves tits. He also did... <laughs> this is my favorite. House... Oh, come on. House on Hooter Hill. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Oh, 
done. We're not even done. He did the Da Vinci co-ed. Mm. He did. <laughs> this was not. This was not even like smart. Cleavage field. <laughs> it's not even like. It's not even a smart name. Wow. We're not done. This is amazing. The devil wears nada. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's, no, that's like good. That. And the last one that was of note, the hills have thighs. <laughs> <laughs> the soft core porn oh, running through this wow. dude is top notch. Like I mean, it comes through in this movie. I have because <laughs> if had this not been a sci-fi movie, every woman in this movie would be naked every the entire time. Every single one of them. Yep. So, <laughs> oh my gosh! Good lord! Wow! So, so Pranakanda starring Michael Madsen. What? Yeah. How they? <laughs> Michael mean, Madsen in his most monotone, unenthusiastic role he's probably ever done. He uh, <laughs> he definitely wore the hell out of that lavender bandana. <laughs> you know why lavender of all colors? It should have been snakeskin, right? Yeah. It should have been like a snakeskin bandana. Something other than better. lavender. <laughs> what killed me about his, his attire? He was wearing this cowboy hat, right? The adventure, like not, not cowboy, like a, but like, like a, a straw hat, like a straw jungle man hat. Sure. But he had like the tie around his chin, mm-hmm. which made it look super dorky the entire time, <laughs> and he never took it off. Uh-huh. Which makes me think well, you got to protect yourself from that Hawaiian. Sun. But it makes me think that he literally uh, uh, acted every single one of his scenes in one day. He probably never took it <laughs> off. No, to be honest with you, all of his screen time was maybe like what twenty minutes tops. Uh. And yeah, he probably there was, a lot, there was a few different locations though. They could have been but, literally in a house, the backyard, and the sideline. But as as we noticed while watching this movie, they would recycle locations quite a bit. <laughs> like like a person would get on an ATV and take off and drive for fifteen minutes and then pull up to the exact same spot they just took off from. <laughs> Hold on a sec, I gotta drive in a circle. <laughs> The, the piranha condo won't find me. It works with the plot, trust me. All right, so you have Michael Madsen, who plays Lovegrove. What a name. Um, you have Rachel Hunter. Classic. You're, you're a Rachel Hunter fan, right? I, I wouldn't say I'm a Rachel Hunter fan. I'm aware of her. <laughs> That's about it. Okay. She played Talia. <laughs> uh, then you have uh, uh, Sandy Finessey. What? Gosh. Shandy Finnessy. (laughs) Shandy Finnessy. You said Sandy (laughs) Finnessy. I did. That's actually her porn name when she she does porn. She goes as Sandy Finnessy. Oh, you're so Sandy. (laughs) I can't can't believe you didn't know who Shandy Finnessy was before this movie. I really did not know who she was at all. She used to... uh, What was the game show she used to host? I, I, I used know. to. She's she's actually Miss USA 2004. Oh really? Yes. That makes sense. And she's she, she's uh, a gorgeous girl. Oh yeah, beautiful. Makes makes absolute sense. Oh, uh, she was also in Sharktopus, by the way. Oh, that doesn't shock me. And uh, she's currently starring in, which is in pre-production, Bachelorette Party Massacre. So that. yeah, another good one coming up, coming at you. So anyway. you also have uh, Rob Hills who plays Jack. You have Chris Chris Christopher. Fuck his parents for naming Christopher <laughs> de Christopher. Chris de Christopher. Who does that? Oh, he uh, plays I actually, Milo. I actually went to school with a guy named Donald McDonald. No joke. How much did his parents hate him? I don't. I think they loved him. Are you sure? I, I think so. But <laughs> Donald McDonald. That's his name forever. Oh my my lord. Uh, then you have uh, Terry Ivins who he's plays a, uh, Rose. I should I should specify he's actually a really cool guy. I like him. I'll take your word for it. But uh, yeah, Donald McDonald. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. So, yeah. So, this movie is literally exactly what you would expect. It's, uh, there's a film crew that's filming a, sl- a slasher movie that is looks like um, 
well, there's one word to describe it, balls. Uh, it looks absolutely... Balls water. Absolutely let's, terrible. Let's bring back an oldie it's but a, a goodie. Balls a, water. Balls water. It's a, it's a terrible sci-fi-esque slasher movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is an, a, a piranaconda running around. Two of them. There's no build-up to the snake. There's no backstory to how it became a piranaconda. Nope. It just is there. You accept it. And the story goes on. <laughs> just, if, you just, it. if you just accept this and move on, we're all going to have a much better time. That's legitimately it. Uh, it the piranaconda, there's no there's no, uh, there's no, no anticipation or, or suspense. patient. <laughs> Leading up to his first arrival, he's he's literally in the movie, or she, I don't know which one is which, but uh, he, she shows up in the very like first 50 seconds of the movie and starts eating people, yep. takes down a helicopter. Although the snake is the he, she? Is that you're saying? I just I don't know if I don't know if the one that we saw in the beginning was the male or the female. So does I just it, said he, I basically meant he or she, not does he, it she. It, Wouldn't no, that just it, be she? Because that has both a she and a he in the same oh, word. Oh, like with a with a with a dash. She, it's she, 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 she. Yeah, just a capital H, and you're good. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. So yeah. There's there's this film crew fil- filming out in the jungles of Hawaii. Uh. I can understand why Michael Madsen signed on to this. It's like a free Hawaiian vacation for a day's worth of work. Not a free Hawaiian vacation. A paid. Y- a paid Hawaiian vacation. Why wouldn't somebody he, sign on to this? Listen, I love Michael Madsen. Like he is a he's a fantastic actor when he wants to be. Oh yeah, he's good. He did not want to be a fantastic <laughs> actor in this movie. No. Every he's... single line was the most drab, drawn out line you could possibly imagine. And, like and... he just hated the fact that he was working for a porn director. Like that's <laughs> Pretty much how it felt. Or he loved it because there was a bunch of chicks running around in bikinis the whole time. Who I knows? Mean, maybe. Maybe he probably <laughs> shot some porn while he was there. Oh yeah, Michael Madsen. <laughs> Not him, the director. <laughs> I, I mean, Michael Madsen jumped in on that. And I mean, if you Piranha, know, and it, Piranha it, Cocta. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Madsen. Yeah, that's a... yeah, Mads. <laughs> Uh, and if you know who Michael Madsen is, I mean, like he's he's been in a watch, ton of bit. Like he's basically Quentin Tarantino. He's one of Quentin Michael Tarantino's yeah. yeah go tos. He's in every single Tarantino movie, basically. Um, so yeah, this is just. And I've always said this: like these, if I were a famous actor, these sci-fi, like these crappy low-budget sci-fi movies, these would be what I did just for, just fun, for fun on my free sure. time. Sure. Oh, I, it would be so much fun to be in one he- of these things. Again? Oh. Again? Did they not find the person? No, he's in a camo truck, you dingus. <laughs> Suspect is white male, check local media, same thing. Okay. Will you clear that so it's not making any more noise? No, nah, it's, for, it's for the effect. <laughs> um, um, uh, I don't remember what I was saying. That just cleared my brain. No, we're talking about like uh, celebrities doing these types of movies. Oh, yeah, like I would do like, it just for fun. It'd be, so, it'd be so fun to do. Here's the crazy part about this, is you have Michael Madsen that is... A great actor. He's a fantastic actor. Um, that is just phoning it in. But then all the smaller actors that are playing opposite of him, you can tell they're just trying. The hell out of they're it. trying so hard, oh, yeah. but they're just not good actors. <laughs> so you have this the juxtaposition of people that are trying way too hard and people that are trying not hard enough, and somehow you get piranaconda. So, so how does it balance out between the two? Then there's how, no how, balance. How do you take it? Well, there's I was, no balance. Like, like how does that work? I was I was gonna say it's 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 funny how like because you you look at you look at uh, you can see this entire cast giving bad performances. 
but for some reason you know when one of the good actors is giving a bad performance and then one of the bad actors are trying their hardest. It, and so it bal- it does balance There's these bad it's performances, like... but one of them is on purpose. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sort of. It's, it's like, because they're, they're so polar opposites. Like you can just, you, like I said, you can tell when something's good is bad and when something's bad is good. Like it, you just, you can tell. Now, do you think that's because he's like, I'm, I'm so good. And, and these people are not so there. good, so he needs to, to to dumb down his acting skill level, so that no, way he didn't seem no, above he and beyond. Bored. He legitimately looked bored while delivering his lines. I think there's this wasn't a... like a him trying to match anything. Like it, this was just him being like, "Yeah, uh, there's eggs, and uh, it's the it's the most terrifying beast in the jungle." My, and uh, uh, we're all gonna die. My, 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 <laughs> like, that's pretty much it. My dad and a, uh, a, a hunting party went out looking for this thing, and uh, they never came back. <laughs> Jeez, don't uh, <laughs> don't break my heart, Mike. <laughs> like, no, <seriously, laughs> like, he's, he's he phoned it in more than like ET phoned home. I don't know. Like, though, like, <laughs> like think about uh, like we've all played in in bands before, and we've played with good musicians, and we've played with musicians who were less good to put it diplomatically and i think i for me personally i i kind of play to the level of the musicians that i'm playing with luckily for the past few years i've played with uh you know well not you but j-raj one of the best drummers i've ever played with not i'm you are terrible you are terrible (laughs) so i don't play to your level i think you actually bring everything down about 50%. 50%. Like, these bands that we were in would have been a lot better had you not been in them. I, I have something. Maybe Mike was actually just... <laughs> hold that laughter, son. Okay. Maybe Mike was just was dumbing down... His, I was playing to you. That's you what playing. I was saying. He was dumbing down his level a little bit to match us. Guys, I'm a bass player. You don't Nobody matter. pays attention to you me. Don't and I don't think Mike was ever dumbed down anything. He's fantastic! Fantastico! I think you're a very... I think you have a very nice voice. I think... I Dimash think. level. I think that your your wife made a mistake. Oh, that's cold. (laughs) It's cold. Why don't we talk about this movie? Because I don't want to hear the harsh reality of my actual life. I really wanted to go into this movie, like being like, "Oh my God, Piranha Like it sounds so dumb, but it was really good. Like Lavalanchula? Lavalanchula is a prime example. No, no, no. You've never no, seen I just, it. You've no, never I seen haven't it. seen it. I'm just laughing because I, I love the name of that Lava movie Lanchula so much. Lavalanchula is a prime example of a movie that should not be good, yet it is entertaining as fuck. Ooh. It's such... It is so much better than it has any right to be because, because the comedy is well-written. The comedy is well-acted. The the effects are 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 bad because you expect let's be honest in this type of movie you don't want really great effects because no. part of the charm of these kind of movies is the bad effects right mm-hmm. yet the lava lanchulas when they're spewing lava out of their arses <laughs> it, it looks perfect for the movie whereas in Piranaconda it looked really bad like <laughs> terrible and I love uh, Tate Steinberg I believe his name is Tate Stein Swi- I thought it was like Swine look it up, or look something up like that uh, Tate, uh, he was a guy that was on a, a show called um, Face Off on Sci-Fi. Imagine that Sci-Fi Channel TV show. He works for a Sci-Fi Channel movie, <laughs> uh, but he's actually worked on a lot of other stuff. He's the guy that did the all the puppets and effects for the newest Puppet Master, the Littlest Reich movie. So he's actually like doing stuff and he's getting better and working his way up. And he's going to be 
a guy you're going to see in the future for sure. Right? He's going to be around for a while. I didn't realize that he did the effects for this movie until I saw him playing an extra where he just dies in like a five second clip. I go, oh, that's Tate. And James is like, <laughs> who the fuck is Tate? <laughs> I just recognized him from the show though. Um, and I knew that he was a, a, a an effects dude. Yeah, I... It, I want I want to be able to say that there's something redeeming about this movie, but there's just not. It's it was fun. I'll give it that because like, we laughed, we had a good time. Oh we yeah, had a couple of beers and enjoy the ride. But like, it was not a good movie. A oh. movie like La Valanchula, sorry, for is, example, it, is it Tate Steinsiek? Yes, or Steinsiek yes. or something like that. Well, here, here's a hypothetical for you. All right, Mikey. Sure. All right, so let's say this name. It's really dumb, right? And you're like, well, the movie's got to be awesome. Do I do, know the name? All this dumbing down that's been going on that we were talking about. Do they? Do you think they just dumbed down the movie to match the name? <laughs> sort of. I, I really do. They came Why? up with the name first, and we're like, we can't have this really great movie because the name is so stupid. Yeah. I need. I need to put this out there right now because <laughs> this needs to get on record. Mm-hmm on air so that we can copyright this when they rip me off there needs to be a hybrid movie called seal it's a mixture of a seal and an eel oh and it's starring seal seal <laughs> he plays he plays the voice of the seal i've been kissed by a rose on the lake on the lake? Did you say is the that, lake? Is that what it is? I don't even know. No, but it makes sense for the movie Seal. There you go. There you go. I've been kissed by Rose. And it's kind of like uh, Joyride. When that, what's the song that keeps uh, comes on every time oh when, God, the, when the truck? Joyride, you know, ever. Or is it Joyride? Or what's the movie where the the, the big old milk trucks coming along? Oh, why, why, why am I thinking oh, Joyride? No, not Joyride. Uh, uh, Jeepers uh, Creepers. Jeepers Creepers. No. And what's the song? I mean, I mean uh, Jeepers Creepers. Creepers. Where'd you get? And them so peepers? when the when the sea eel is about to come out and get you, you just start hearing <laughs> this and this and then and tell you so much. You can say no. It's coming. What the fuck is this episode? I don't know why I brain farted there on the, uh, <laughs> I, that was Jeepers Creepers is one of those movies I watch anytime it's on TV when I'm flipping through the channels. Mm-hmm. It's just I, like, oh, stop right on that. So I don't know why I couldn't think of that song title. I absolutely hate those movies. You do? I do. Not to, not to get off topic it, here, but I it, really do not It's not like just because of the whole uh, no, it's not because Victor of that. Selva thing, is it's it? It's not because of that. I, um, I, I can separate the man from the art. Mm. I can do that. Um, mm. It's like this whole thing going on right now with Michael Jackson. No, I don't even get into it. I, I will say this. People that are, are not listening to Michael Jackson because of this new documentary coming out, mm-hmm. then stop listening to anybody. Stop stop watching O.J. Simpson. <clears throat> stop watching anything. That, Who's watching O.J. Simpson? Well, you know what I mean. You know, I guess if you watch any, Airplane. But... Any movie that O.J. Simpson's in. or so uh, there, There's been so many examples, though. Of people that have done terrible well, uh, things. Roman Plansky. Sure. He's Stop so watching highly, Rosemary Baby. He's so highly regarded as one of the most amazing I mean, uh, genre genre directors. But Not yeah. to get super Stop. political here. Not to get super political. Mm-hmm. But if you have a problem with, with Michael Jackson now, don't go to church on Sunday. <laughs> All I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> the, the list goes on. We could have I'm countless saying, people that like, you shouldn't shouldn't listen to and shouldn't watch. Yes. Right. Listen to their music or right. on TV or anything. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> we don't have to go into all of them. We don't know. Do, you like, do, you, do you like the show Lost? I do. Because uh, what's his name? Hutchinson married that 16 year old chick. Don't watch that. Oh, is that guy on the guy from the Green Mile? 
Yeah, yeah, that's him. He's oh geez, uh, yeah. yeah, that yeah. whole thing. He is married creepy. Butch, well, uh, what's her name? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I she don't, like, she I don't, like I don't care. The whole thing's creepy. Yeah, my point is, I think she was fifteen. There was a shit ton of people that done super creepy things. None of them are acceptable, but. But you, you <laughs> yeah. But you, but you hate Jeepers Creepers nonetheless. I just don't like the movie. I think, I just don't think that's the greatest <laughs> horror movie. I own the first two. I'm not gonna lie, I, I do. I like the first um, one. I just, personally, I just never got into them. It wasn't that they were bad. I just never got into them. You know, that's fair. Yeah, it's a Piranaconda. So yeah, <laughs> so we're talking about an actual movie here. Uh, there's not a lot to say about. Well, actually, there is a lot to say about it, and it's it's kind of in the like how terrible it is yeah but in such a fun good way like um, um like the, uh, I, I think we already brought up a couple of things the reusing of different set pieces like yep. like <clears throat> so they i I'm, I'm assuming they they said that they were on the island of Kauai, so i'm assuming maybe they actually filmed on the island of Kauai. no they did okay so they did. <clears throat> the island of Kauai does actually have a a, a completely uninhabited section where there's just like endless miles of of, of jungle and green, yep. but in certain parts of the movie, like I was saying, like there was one like really bad part where uh, the uh, the the lead guy I can't remember his name I didn't commit it to memory because it was that bad Jack <laughs> Jack the uh, stuntman turned hero in this yes, movie yes um he takes off on an ATV and. Like I said, there were there there were so many areas in this movie where there were trails that he could have ridden an ATV down that weren't lined with a man-made stacked stone wall, but they had him take off in this AT, on this ATV from this stacked stone wall, and then he drives for about 15 minutes and then pulls right up, obviously to the exact same spot that he just took off from. You, like could, it, you could literally put that on a loop, and he'd just be driving in circles. Yeah. But there were so many other like you could just you could have just had him you could have had him a shot of him taking off from that and I'm guessing like another hundred yards down in the jungle there wouldn't have been that same wall just have him just do the shot where he pulls up to that <laughs> where where it's not the exact same location yeah it was it so was, bad it's it's super noticeable too mm-hmm. like it wasn't they didn't even try to hide it like it was literally the same exact camera setup. You left in one scene, and it cut. Okay, reset. Now we're going to do you pulling into the scene. Camera didn't even Camera move. Camera didn't move. It was the exact same. <laughs> I, I think that's honestly what it was. Uh-huh. Or, uh, like, or like scenes where you pointed out they were they were supposed to be out like kind of in the middle of nowhere, and then there's one scene where there's just like a tour bus yep. in the back or driving the, up behind or, them. Or one of the ones that you did, they're supposedly out in literally the middle of nowhere, and there's a tiki torch <laughs> just right in the background. <laughs> It was it was right at it was right at the the Piranaconda's, uh nest too, yeah. Because the one the one guy uh, Milo he's like he finds this girl and he's like we gotta get out of here and she starts running away from him, and she runs and she ends up in the middle of the nest of the Piranaconda. The what? <laughs> the Piranaconda. <laughs> God, what is wrong with me? Uh, <laughs> I hope people laugh at that as much as I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's just annoying. Um, and. And he says, like, oh, we got to get out of here. That's the nest. And you can see right over his left shoulder, there's a tiki torch. <laughs> like a man-made tiki torch just sitting there. Like, it's like somebody's you backyard. You couldn't take the time to just take the tiki torch out of the shot? I, like, terrible. I realize that the budgets are tiny for these sci-fi movies, and there's probably a limited amount of time to get these movies done. If you think... But just, even just push it over. If you think that that's the bad, it gets worse. Oh, yeah. 
all of the guns had pew, pew, orange pew. had literal orange tips on them still. They didn't even spray paint over them. <laughs> they literally had like when you like go... orange like pellet gun tips on them. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was one that you can tell they tried to paint over, but it it didn't work. So well, you can still see used, the faint orange. It probably but... looked great when they first painted it, but they'd been used so much. But one of the shotguns they didn't even try. Yeah, they're, they're, it's like they they had one can of spray paint for the entire production, and they ran out, so they just <laughs> didn't paint over this particular gun. Now I wonder if sometimes with things like that, you you would think of it like we would. We would go. Like where we would say, let's not paint the orange tips because how funny that would be to us. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's a movie that's being released on a network though. Like they, they're this movie, hundreds probably, ten, at least tens, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars. But but, but sci-fi knows sci-fi knows what they're doing with these movies. Like they have enough money to where they could, but they could the they could make a semi decent movie or at least a movie with a little bit of continuity. Yeah, I, I think that they know exactly what they're doing with these types of movies. They're just they're meant to be bad. They're meant to be bad. Yes, I don't think that the orange tips on guns though are part <laughs> of their plan. Like that was an, a humongous oversight. Uh, by the way, just in case. maybe the director thought he was putting condoms on them. <laughs> What? Maybe that's what it was. He's so used to directing porn. He's like, we need to cover the guns. <laughs> orange rocket, orange rocket. <laughs> Just in case you were curious, uh, an estimated budget of a million dollars on this. The things that I could do with a million dollars would not if be this. If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. I'd, I'd make paint a really over good the movie. tip of the fucking gun. <laughs> Yeah, that, that uh, actually makes me even more mad. I figured they had like two hundred thousand dollars for this movie. The fact that they had close to a million makes me even more mad. <laughs> it really does. Most of that was flying everybody also, in equipment to Hawaii. Probably a lot of it was. True. Also, I don't know what fucking movies these pyro dudes worked on, but if they're using actual C four for their for their fucking explosions. Oh, the best character in the good movie. Lord. The best character I, my he fav- was. my favorite character was the pyrotechnics he, guy. And he was great. But yeah, he pulls he he like opens his uh he opens the trunk of his I'm gonna do air quotes here, his <laughs> SUV. They kept referring to the cars in this movie as SUVs, but they were just white minivans. <laughs> <laughs> like like town and countries. No, it wasn't that it was no, there's no plural. It was one oh, it was, white. It was one white minivan that they used for every character, good guys and bad guys. Yeah. in the entire movie, the entire production there was shared one, one white van. minivan. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, he like he pulls open the trunk to to show to the to the his Jack to, and he show he's got blocks of C four, <laughs> for for movie pyrotechnics. I don't know. Do they actually? I, I don't really know the. As far as I know, C four is made for, like, demolishing buildings. Yeah. And you, that that like that's it. I would I would say okay because like maybe they use C four on on. Uh... On sets of movies, I don't believe in small, so. tiny little bits. Not but he was actually—he was actually showing him entire <laughs> bricks of C4. I'm like, are you planning on deforesting the the entirety of Kauai with this or what? But they do end up—they end up using it for uh, its intended purpose, and they level an entire like what is that place even like some sort of industrial area yeah they were gonna be like like hey kawaii Bawaii, <laughs> and they were going to blow out of existence <laughs> that was it oh uh, yeah so i don't know there's not a there's not a lot to this movie it's just michael madsen's character is a professor who thinks 
uh, this is this is an unknown species that nobody's ever ever seen. Uh, there's there's like folklore about it, but I finally found it. He takes one of the eggs, which is you know a classic dumb move. You don't yep. take an egg of a of a predator because an they egg can... encased in lime green, green jello. jello. <laughs> and uh, and and basically the piranaconda is after its egg the entire time, and it just eats everybody in its path. And leaves the pink. No, no, no. It leaves the pink dust in the air. It too. doesn't. I was saying it doesn't eat them. It eviscerates them. <laughs> like the snake touches your body, and suddenly you are eviscerated into the atmosphere. You explode like, into pink dust. That's it. And it hangs in the air for quite for, a while. For some strange reason, or because of Photoshop. <laughs> Take your pick. Oh boy. You know what? It's a fun movie. Like if you like Sharknado and like Mega Python versus Dino Crocodile. Delia, shark, shark to put. Yeah. If you like this kind of movies, which I do, I love these kind of movies. Oh, yeah, I, I think I, they're so stupid. Yeah, I had and a they're blast so fun. This like movie. this is you. You will like this movie. Mm-hmm. It, these a, movies are not made to be good. It's they're a, not. It's a make sure you sit down with at least one buddy, and, uh, and at least and, a case of beer, and grab some beers because it's it's not like. You bought you bought Splice to watch for I our did. second movie, yeah. and and when I came over to your house, I was like, oh, we should probably watch Splice because you own it, and you know the other one we can get on uh, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. Yep. And you're like, yeah, but I feel like we should watch Pranaconda <laughs> together, and I I agree. Like we, I think that if I was watching Pranaconda by myself, it would have just felt tedious. Yeah. Like oh my god, it's like the kind how, of movie how much you longer need, is this movie? You need at least one person to riff off of. And just make fun of it yeah, while you're watching it. Yeah, it's meant to kind of talk through and like crack jokes so, and stuff. To that degree, though, I would say that this movie was a success. I think it's exactly what they set out to make. Why they like, know what these movies are? Yeah, they're not stupid. Yeah, well, like we both just sci-fi said, has a niche. Sure. Yeah, like like I said, they know what they're doing. They yeah, know their audience and their the niche. The niche. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, I think it was a success because people like us like to sit down and watch these types of movies yeah. and have a good time. I think that we've spent incredibly too long talking oh, yes, about yes, yes, yes. I, I agree with you 100%. So, so let's, let's move, move on. on to our second movie, which is Splice from 2009, starring uh, Adrian Brody and Sarah Polly, which is yes. pretty much the, the bulk of the cast. Well, uh, you have Adrian Brody who plays Clive uh, Nicoli. Did they ever say his last name? I don't think so. Clive. Nikolai or Nicoli? Nico- Nikolai is probably it, yeah. And then you have uh, Sarah Poli, uh, who, if you recognize her, she was in uh, Dawn of the Dead reboot. Mm-hmm. She was uh, Anna. Mm-hmm. She's the only place that I know her from. Uh, she played Elsa. Uh, Clive and Elsa are both names. Did you pick this up? They are both named uh, uh, from the Golden Age of Horror. You have Elsa. Uh, uh, Elsa is... Um, uh, Elsa Lank. Sorry, I have to look at my names here. Elsa Lancaster played the Bride of Frankenstein, and Clive, uh, Colin Clive, played Doctor Henry Frankenstein. Oh, cool! So that's where the names come from. Well, and that makes sense because of what they're doing. They're very, they're very essentially yeah. New Age Frankenstein's in yep, a way. That's exactly what it is. They're combining the <clears throat> DNA of a bunch of animals to make new hybrid animals. Yep. So if you've never seen Splice, uh, Splice is a uh, genetic engineers Clive Nikolai and Elsa Cask hope to achieve fame by successfully splicing together the DNA of different animals to create new hybrid animals for medical use. Basically, they're hired by a medical firm to find ways to combat viruses. Mm-hmm. Like, do weird experiments and do this and that and basically find the the 
keys to the universe. Right. For lack of a better way of saying it. Like, it's like not, find shit that we don't know. It's not entirely unlike what, what happens these days with, like, stem cell research yeah. and stuff like that. Except for this, this, like, jumps the bounds of ethics and goes straight into, oh, we're making hybrid freak animals yeah. that look like giant fleshy penises. Yes. Because, uh... Um, Legitimately, everything looks like a penis. <laughs> because... Everything. What, what, are, what are their names? Uh, Frank... Right, Is it uh, Frank and something? Frank and Ginger. Frank and Ginger. Yep. Yeah. Um, they look like huge penises. They do, <laughs> and it's really weird. Uncircumcised. Un- huge penises. Yeah. <laughs> With like big weird talons that come out but, their tips. <laughs> so yeah, so they're these these, these weird slug like creatures mm-hmm. that like looks like there's something under the skin moving around, but you never actually see them evolve, basically. And uh, these are the creatures that. Um, Asian Brody and Sarah Polly's characters, Clive and Elsa, it's what they basically use to find a compound to treat cancers and to treat other illnesses. Yeah, there's some stuff like that. There's some sign, some sort of protein that they're that they're trying. They're 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 making these creatures to isolate some sort of protein strand that essentially um, can be used to make all different kinds of treatments for. Correct. Uh, diseases well, that... The, and this exact protein that the company is hoping that they're going to find, this isn't happening fast enough. Right. And they basically say, you need to do this or we're shutting you down. Well, their plan is to, before they get shut down, is to do the craziest experiment of all, and that is splice these animal genes with human DNA and create something that, like, they can get a protein that affects the human body because there's human DNA in it, right. basically. So they do it, and this is only supposed to go to... The, they're, they're supposed to only do the insemination, basically, to see if it'll take. Well, not even. they. Essentially, they were just looking for the proof of concept. Like, they were... Yeah. They, at a chromosomal level, they wanted to find out if it would actually work, and then they were going to freeze the... Embryos. Like, not even the embryos. They were going to freeze the chromosomes. Okay. Like, individual protein strands or whatever the hell it was but then uh um what was her uh, then elsa goes a little maverick which and, well you find out why later in the movie right but, yeah so she decides to uh to take this this thing that they're about to freeze and she quickly runs in and they have this this setup where it's uh, essentially like a um it's essentially it's, it's a floating it's, uterus it's a womb yeah it's like a it's a man-made womb mm-hmm. and she goes in and she's like she's going to inseminate the uh the okay. egg that they already have in there with this new compound that they have. Adrian Brody's character comes in and starts yelling at her saying this is unethical. We're not He's supposed to take it. He's the voice of reason for the first 3 quarters of the movie. Yeah. She is a little bit off the deep end. Mm-hmm. She's so blinded by what she's doing and there's 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 they're a very loving couple in the beginning mm-hmm. and they really start to drift Throughout the course of the movie, and by the time the climax happens, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's no climax between the two of them because they are so far apart. But by the time the movie climax happens, you know, they're like she is so far gone into what they're doing, and he is so far against what's happening. And then it flips on a dime, yeah, you know, in the weirdest way possible, yeah. Which James and I had a little conversation about the other night. I don't even remember. Well, we'll get into it. it was I'll, all. I will remind you. It was all pretty unsettling. <laughs> yes. Uh, so so uh, yeah. So essentially, they so they they decide to actually go through with this. Um, 
this thing that they've created is uh, like they, they look at the cells under like microscope or whatever and they realize that it's it's growing at an abnormal rate like mm-hmm. you know like 10 times faster than it should be or 100 times or whatever and so this is basically in the artificial womb and then so within bec- a couple of days or something it starts leaking water which basically means the like water broke the water broke it's very it's very symbolic the whole thing is very symbolic of a medical birthing right because the will. water breaks and then and then uh there's like it's compli- not coming out compli- by itself complications so she decides to reach in and she's going to guide the baby out but then something goes wrong so uh Clive ends up just smashing it and then cutting it open you know like a C-section, C-section basically yep. and then what comes out is this creepy little like freaky tadpole penis looking thing with a like this big stinger on its tail end only a mother could love <laughs> only it's a, a mother face could love. only a mother could love <laughs> <laughs> and they so it, it's it's I don't know it's interesting I think that they they tried to go into a lot of they tried to take this movie in a lot of different directions like there was uh, there was like kind of different discussions of ethics as far as what is right or right or wrong when it comes to scientific research mm-hmm. and then they kind of brought up uh, like abortion yep and then they brought up uh, just like different different aspect aspects of like child rearing and stuff like that nothing ever really nothing ever really like resolved though no i I, I feel like they brought those things up and then never really revisited them i feel like it was a movie where the director wanted to challenge all of those ideas Mm -hmm. but not offer any type of solution right it was just it was more more along the idea of he brought it up so that people would think about it come to their own conclusions but he didn't offer any any solutions to it which is fine no i think i think that's a it's a great way to get people talking we did you know, we talked yeah. about it for a while. Yeah. So I think it's a, it's a great way to get people at least getting dialogue out there about these topics and and talking about the pros and the cons and, and, and all that stuff. That's how I took it at least. If he had another agenda, it was lost on me. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. But um. But yeah. So the, the this creature grows basically from this weird bug sack. <laughs> into what looked like a Mewtwo if you're if you're into Pokemon. A Mewtwo. <laughs> it looked like a Mewtwo. It really did. Um, and it's this weird little creature. It was like this little with, bipedal creature with like little with tiny short arms. rival legs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. It, yeah, oh yeah. Was. Yeah. Definitely. Its and, knees uh, were backwards, but it's but like it's got like this face with eyes on either side of its head, sort of. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that it does like it mutates slowly from where it's at to more of a human form. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it goes as its life cycle continues and it grows at an exponential rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, its life cycle, though, is super quick. So it goes from this pod to this little tiny Mewtwo thing to more of like a young adult version of it, I well, suppose. Well, they, sh- they show it then as like maybe what you would consider like a seven or eight year old girl. Yeah. And at this point, um, at this point, Elsa is has kind of taken over a maternal role. Yep. Like she's not just studying it for scientific purposes. She's actually like calling, calling her sweetie, and like and teaching her games to play. This is her daughter. Right. It's she's treating it like a daughter, and uh, Clive thinks this is terribly wrong the entire time. Yep. He's like, "This is awful. This is so unethical. We're gonna go to prison for this. Like, what have we done?" And uh, 
and so he eventually kind of jumps on board with with raising it because he knows that he's not really going to be able to talk her out of it. He's so not going to win that argument. And not happen. They're, the company is shutting their lab down because they want to. They basically want to take Frank and Ginger, these two other weird penis things that they've made, and they want to go into phase two of that that whole thing where yeah. it's all about uh, isolating the proteins that they've created. So it's no longer about creating these creatures. And so they're coming in to shut down their lab, so Clive and Elsa have to hide uh, Dren. They end up naming her Dren, which is Nerd backwards, and Nerd is the name of the company that they work for. Um, and they hide her down in this storage room, and they're kind of raising her there. A bunch of stuff happens down there. So it's like, uh, first of all, she gets sick. Like, she comes down with a cold or pneumonia or something like mm-hmm. that. And she's got a terrible fever, and Elsa's like, well, we got to get her in a cold bath. And this is one of the this is one of the darkest parts in the movie. I thought really was. Um, she's laying in the bath and it doesn't really seem like she's responding doing. To yeah, it. she's not responding to it. And Clive comes over and he grabs her stinger. Like she's got a tail with a stinger at the end. He grabs her stinger and then you know she's the size of a small child, so he can overpower her, and he just dunks her under the water and to kill her. To to kill her. Because he realizes that her being alive is an awful, awful idea, and he wants no part of it, so he tries to kill her. But what he does so is she, he inadvertently kickstarts another part of her system, right? Which is that she has gills and or, she, uh, or amphibious lungs, amphibious lungs, and she can breathe underwater, and that ends up saving her, right? So his but his his, but his hate turns into well, but it's really life, it's know, really basically. dark because obviously like he's here drowning this thing that looks like a child kind of sort of, and then when she starts breathing underwater, he plays it off as though he knew she had amphibious lungs. Yeah, but you can tell well, you can tell his wife right, but you can tell his intention was actually to murder this little sure. thing. So after that, they continue raising her, and. Uh, eventually she gets too big for the the facility they have to move her out to um elsa's old farmhouse yep at this point i would say she's like a teenager size Uh, yeah well she's growing super quick right um and this is where things get a little bit weird Mm -hmm. like super super weird just a little bit so she basically is a daughter to elsa and you come to find out um spoilers let's just start there because there's a lot of weird things that happen with movie spoilers. <laughs> Turns out that Elsa put her own DNA into the splicing. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the reason that she's acting so motherly to this thing is because she legitimately is her mother. Part of her DNA is in this animal hybrid. Right. So it makes sense as to why she is treating her the way that she is. Mm-hmm. Um but then you start to see these little changes in Elsa because uh, once they get out to the farmhouse, she hasn't been there in years, but she's, she's talked, she's kind of teased throughout the movie that her mother was like really controlling and really cruel. And uh, you start to see these little changes in Elsa where she starts to become that person toward Dren. Yeah. Like she's not really being the loving, caring mother for her anymore. She's actually treating her pretty poorly. And... Clive starts to pick up on that, and then his feelings toward Dren start to change, where he starts to feel a more paternal connection well, with her. And Dren is also, Dren is the name of, 
of the creature. Yeah. They name her Dren. I think you mentioned that already. Mm-hmm. Um, she starts becoming more sexual. She wants to mate. She's an animal. Right. It's natural behavior that she wants to mate. Now, here's the thing that is crazy. Of all the animals that were put into her body, one of the things that was put into her body was frogs. Mm. And if you've ever seen Jurassic Park, you know how frog DNA works. Yeah. There are certain strains of frogs mm-hmm. that can flip the switch and they go from male to female. Now, we see this in um, one of the names of the slugs. Uh, Wendy, Frank and Ginger. Fra- Frank and Ginger. Wendy. Where the fuck Wendy. Wendy from? <laughs> Frank and Ginger. Um, so they're like these loving things, right? They put them together and they mate and they do this like super cool mating they thing. Imprint. Or they, they imprint. Have these, they yes. have these little like tongue things that come out and they imprint on each other and they basically fall in love at first sight. Yeah. So then they think, oh, great. We can take these two and we can put them in front of all of our investors and they can see what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, they do it again and now they're both males because they change sex. And now they're fucking mortal combating the shit out of each other, and they're dead. Because they view each other at this point as, uh, as enemies. as uh, enemies or competition. Competition, yep. So they, and they, they in front of all the investors during this huge conference, they just murder each other in this huge bloodbath. And so that was a really big telltale sign for what was going to happen later with Dren. Right. So, um, long story short, Adrian Brody fucks his. <laughs> His stepdaughter, animal hybrid ju- daughter. Just jump right into it. It's is there really any other way to ease into that? Well, I guess not really. Like he he goes out and he starts dancing with her, and that's when it must he, have been her wasp wings that turned him. Oh, those wings were pretty sexy, but uh, For fuck's sake. He's dancing with her, and she's kind of throwing her head back and laughing. And right in that moment, he sees Elsa in yes, he realizes. He realizes that he, she is in her. And he goes and he confronts confronts her. He's like, you used your own DNA. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I, so I realize that that's a huge ethical issue, but at this is... Which part? All, all of it. <laughs> I was say, which part are you talking about? All of it, about? but they, like, originally when they went to uh, put human DNA into this thing, she said, oh, it's just a, an anonymous donor. Yeah, right. Wouldn't the same thing have happened if it wasn't an anonymous donor? Don't well, you think? Don't you think Elsa still would have felt some sort of? I think that it was some more sort of, so because she knew it was her, and I think, I think so. that I'm not sure that Adrian Brody's character would have recognized the eyes. That's true. You know, she had her mother's eyes. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it was. Yeah. Speaking of the eyes, the actress that played uh, uh, Dren, uh, uh, her name was Delphine uh, Cheniac. Delphine Cheniac. It's so a, it's the, a French name. I don't know. Actually, know if that's how you say her last name, but I'm that's pretty my sure she's from France. Um, yeah. <laughs> so those eyes were her real eyes, mm. and they digitally moved them outside of her face and made a big bridge in between her nose. It's really seamless too. Like you, it is. It's, those are great effects. Here's here's the craziest part of this movie, and I think this was absolutely intentional to elicit a response from the audience is that even for as alien looking as Dren looks, Mm -hmm. she's hot as fuck. (laughs) Like I'm just, I'm just putting, I'm just saying I don't blame him. And with a nose like that, he's probably pretty selective (laughs) or he's not selective. I should say. Dude, chicks love Adrian Brody. Yeah, I don't get it, but they probably think they can ride his nose. (laughs) 
and probably just like get the biggest O of their lives. <laughs> That's probably it. His oh, nose could play Bruce in a Jaws remake. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Duh, nah. <laughs> He's, he's doing a backstroke, going through the water, his nose sticking up out of the water. Deepest, bluest. My nose is like a shark. <laughs> um, no, all I'm saying, though, is they, they did a really good job of confusing the audience. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think this was absolutely intentional. They wanted to make Dren appealing to men. And they 100% successfully did that. Well, sure. Because she was an attractive fucking weird beast lady. <laughs> Like, well, it I mean, happened. Well, because especially, like, they do a lot of profile shots of her in the movie. And when you can't see her straight on and you don't see, like, this, like, the the uh, the kind of channel in her forehead and how yep. wide set her eyes are, from the profile, she looks like a totally normal human being. The actress, Delphine Cheniak, like, she's gorgeous. Mm. She oh, yeah. really is. So, like, it makes sense, though, that they, that, that her natural beauty mm. shined through even in this weird alien-looking face. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it makes sense. Like, nat- like natural, beautiful features are mm-hmm. going to look at least halfway decent. <laughs> like, no matter where. Like, like, Picasso probably painted beautiful women, which is why his art... <laughs> Still looks, looks pretty looks good. Looks pretty good. Like <laughs> even if their nose is on the I'm side not of saying their that face. Fuck a Picasso. I'm just saying, like you can tell there's beauty in the, the muse. So you're saying if you, that makes sense. You wouldn't. I'd paint the town red. <laughs> not white, red. <laughs> oh my god. Um, um, <laughs> so, and that also served, like you said, it 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 served it served the purpose for the audience to. Mm-hmm. To humanize Dren, sure, and also it served the purpose of humanizing Dren in in uh, Clive's eyes, yeah, because then he starts to it, see this is this is where it got weird because it seems like he's taking on a paternal role with her, but then her feminine wilds, even if she is like half, well not half, like she's a split of like nine different yeah. creatures, but she's her. A mutt. But her her feminine wilds still uh, still shine through, and she manages to seduce him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like right in the throws, Elsa walks in. Because there are throws. There are throws. They're they're throwing it hard. Winged and finned and everything. And jeez. <laughs> and uh, and not she, talking just about his nose. She walks in. Here's one of the most interesting parts of the movie to me. She walks in and finds him banging Dren. And then she leaves, obviously, as one would, <laughs> storms out. And then he goes to their apartment later to talk to her. And you think, like, man, this this guy, this guy's He's in for sunk. it. He is sunk. Yep. He gets out of the doghouse within like five minutes. I'm like, that's the only. And thing then, that he, I will say and then that... he even manages to turn it around and make her feel guilty. I will say the only thing <laughs> I can say to that is like you are the one that cloned yourself and like nine different animals. So don't fucking look at me like I'm the weird guy. Like she was hot, all right. <laughs> no, but like, I think they both realize that there's a lot of guilt to go around. And he yeah. even says he goes, "My moral compass of what is right and wrong has literally been spinning on a top." Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that she, not that it makes it any better that he like stuck it to Dren, but like, 
I think that she understands, like, this has spiraled so far out of control that nobody knows what the fuck's going on anymore. Well, and then and then there's this telling moment, too, where, you know, they, they have... Maybe don't fuck the family pet, is all I'm saying. It, that's, like, <laughs> that's a good idea. Typically a good rule of thumb. That's, that's one of my notes here, is, like, it's half your daughter, half your pet, half your girlfriend. And... Well, so... <laughs> so So two-thirds of it are fair game. <laughs> But the pet and the girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Jesus. Depends on where you're from, I guess. Um, but, oh, for fuck's sake! So one of the t- one of the telling moments, I think, is so they they kind of have it out for a minute. You think like, oh, this guy's in the doghouse, and it's just everything's ruined. But then they start talking about she she managed to because she cuts off Dren's stinger. Yep. And she manages to isolate the protein from that. And once she starts talking about her work again, this is this is what drives her. Like she, you think she's this maternal figure earlier in the movie, but really what drives her most of all is her work. Yeah. And well, her pride in her work takes precedence over her anger toward Clive, and she almost just kind of forgets all about the first, fact though, that he banged her. It didn't at first though. Her pride in her work took a back seat to her being a mother for the first half of the movie yeah and then once this happens she does like a mental switch and so suddenly she's just all scientist again it was even before that though like once she started she started, once she started to, there, to really that was but that she was started the to mistreat the switch, though, that, is, yeah. like it was kind of it was it was it was leading up to that and then that moment was where she yeah like yeah that was a weird flipped. it was a really weird scene you and i had a conversation about this when we watched it i thought that it was a little bit gratuitous on the point on the part of the director and mm-hmm. on the part of the uh movie as a whole yeah you know you have this woman here who has this relationship with her daughter for all intents and purposes and Dren is made to be as weird as it sounds. She is designed and she is put forth as a sexual being. Right. She is. She's made to be beautiful. Well, she's made to elicit a response, and that's what it is. And so then, and just get, her as a character, she she acts completely on her primal instincts. Which absolutely. One of them is to mate. And and so when she treats her mother badly, her mom flips the switch. Elsa, she goes suddenly. Oh God, you're not my daughter anymore. You're just a subject, and she straps her down to this fucking like Frankenstein's workshop bed, mm-hmm. and like cuts her clothes off and exposes her whole nude body and the whole deal or whatever. And when we watched it, I stopped this and I told you, I go, I'm super uncomfortable with this. I I don't feel as though that this scene needed to happen to progress the story whatsoever. Right. I thought that it was a weird choice on the part of the director. And uh, and the writer, which he might have been the, one of the same, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. I just think that it was a weird, like macho thing to do to th- to this thing. You had a different opinion. Yeah. Um, I thought it was weird. I, I didn't think that it, it was even needed to progress the story. I thought that it was an unnecessary scene, and it's a super uncomfortable scene of a mother legitimately cutting the clothes off of her daughter and exposing her daughter's nudeness. To everyone like I th- it was just weird i didn't like it like it was it made me feel uncomfortable it made me so I'll, I'll say essentially what i said to you last night it made me equally as uncomfortable but i don't think that it was just i don't think it was just gratuitous it was a very uncomfortable scene but i felt like it did several 
I feel like it did several things, and that it was it showed that Elsa had completely kind of gone over the edge, and she was no longer she was no longer looking at this thing in any sort of. Uh, she was like her maternal instinct had gone out the the window. She's now just back to hundred percent business, and she cut. She she said like because uh, this was after Dren attacked her. Yeah, but Dren attacked her because she was mad at her because she wouldn't ha- let her outside. She, she wouldn't let her outside, and she wouldn't let her keep the cat that Dren had found. And so she attacks Elsa, and then Elsa just snaps, and she's like, "All right, this is no longer my daughter. This is no longer something that I feel any sort of feelings for. This is just a subject." So, her strapping her down on the table and cutting off her clothes, she says, "She says uh, subject CH fifty or whatever she was." Uh, has showed that her more primal instincts are taking over, and I feel it's necessary to remove all human affectations, and in the, in the spirit of safety, remove her stinger. Yeah. And so she did that for that reason in her mind, but also I think that it served to, I th- I think it served to humanize Dren more in the eye of the viewer, us. And it served to humanize Dren more in the eye of Clive because when he comes in and he sees this whole thing going down, he's completely horrified by it. And that's so that's when the role reversal really took part between him and Elsa. She was now all about business, kind of how he was earlier in the movie, and all of a sudden his. Oops, sorry. I don't want to call. I don't want to call it his paternal instinct because it was. It kind uh, of was though. It was, but then there was the pater- whole... Yeah. His paternal instinct's a bit off. I think just, like, his humanity came yeah. through at that point in time. And, you know, like, he covers her up with a blanket and and is just, like... Yeah, I still think that it could have That's where there was done. a complete disconnect between him and Elsa, and there was more of a connection made between him and Dren. I think that it all could have been done without the gratuitous gratuitousness of it all. Mm-hmm. I think that... Um, they could have done everything they did. They could have told the exact same story without it catering to dudes' dicks. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, I get no, what I, you're I'm saying. I'm serious. Yeah. Like, I, I just think that, like, they they put it up in a way to where it's like, well, this is going to appeal to men because they're going to think that this hot alien chick is hot and they're going to want to see her. Like, I, I, that's just how I take it. Like, I know, but, but the... And it's weird to me. But the know. fact that it was such a violent scene served more as exploitation than it did as as well i guess i guess that kind of proves your point it is exploitation but i don't think for the sake of being exploitation i don't think that it's meant as like like i don't think it was personally like i said i was very uncomfortable with the scene but i don't think that it like sexualized her I think it in, did in that moment. I think that it I think unnecessarily sexualized. I think it, it humanized. I, I think it humanized her, and then the subsequent scene is what really sexualized her, when she finally seduces. Yeah, Clive. sure, sure. You know what I mean. But it, but it's all part of one overarching theme. Yeah, though, that's you know true. What I'm I don't know. To me, I, I just don't think that it was necessarily necessary to do that particular scene. Yeah. The way they did it. This is my opinion. But it is what it is. I, I kind of yeah. She I, does go on later though to also have sex with the wife. Ooh, yeah. Which, um, I never thought that I would say this. However, the Evil Dead forest rape scene has been dethroned. Oh, God. I'm not kidding you. Yeah, I no. think this was honestly more creepy and crazy and 
it was very uh yeah the evil dead rape scene by the trees is one of those scenes where it's like oh god yeah, <laughs> like, like holy shit they're doing that yeah and this movie has that exact same feel yeah plus 10 yeah like it really is just like oh god like yeah especially because you know what that stinger's capable uh, of yeah yep it was uh yeah, the whole like, like I, good lord, like the whole final third of this movie is pretty shocking. It is pretty hard to watch. I know that uh, like Which I was how they meant it. I was fairness, I was but... watching like some reviews and stuff of this movie on on YouTube, and and it seemed like there was a pretty common thread among quite a few of them that the final third of the movie sort of ruined it for everybody. Because the first two thirds of the movie are really good, and there's like you know there's good suspense, there's good. Uh, I, uh, there's just there's just a lot of like interesting stuff going on, mm-hmm. and then the last part of the movie does seem to take on a whole different it kinda tone. Hits you over the head with a lot of heavy themes and a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, quite frankly. Um, um, and they so basically by the end of the movie, which was foreshadowed earlier in the movie with uh, Frank and Ginger. Um, Dren undergoes a change and essentially completely evolves into her male self. Yep. And that's when she ends up raping uh, Elsa's character. Not 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 to get sucked into the whole narrative of what we were just talking about. Yeah. But um, she looked way better as a chick. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'll, agree. Saying. I'll agree. I'll <laughs> agree. <laughs> she was at, like, the, like, I, the 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 first the first like hour of this movie is not really scary at all it's more of no. a, just a sci-fi sci-fi yeah. movie once they end up in the woods at the end of the movie there was some pretty creepy stuff yeah like that... especially when once dren undergoes undergoes her change and her fate or her eyes get closer together and really beady and kind of sunk into her mm-hmm. head she looks genuinely creepy and yeah, like you see her every once in a while just kind of scurrying behind elsa in the forest and it's it's freaky yep um so yeah basically this thing wraps up where uh i should we just spoil everything spoil i mean it. Clive, just do it clive ends up <laughs> clive ends up dead yep. and that's I completely blame that on Elsa because he comes up while uh, Dren is raping Elsa and stabs him at this point, stabs him with a, with a, uh, like a log or something like goes straight through the chest Mm -hmm. and Dren pulls the thing out of his, out of his back and uh, goes to kill Clive. And then Elsa comes up and smashes him, smashes Dren over the head with a rock and then hesitates. Dren's laying on the ground, like, bleeding, and you can tell, like, one more smash of the rock, it would have ended things, but she hesitates for a second, and then all of a sudden, Dren's tail goes out whoosh, and stabs Clive right in the chest. He Shot dies. Shot through the heart, you're a dead fuck. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, Clive drops dead immediately. Yeah. She smashes, smashes Dren over the head again, dead. Game and over. then uh, game over. And then this thing, this thing kind of resolves with uh, Elsa back in the office of the like the director, Bas- basically selling her corpse for like millions of dollars for scientific research. Selling the corpse of Dren for millions of dollars, and then they say we're gonna take this into, or we appreciate you making the sacrifice even at the risk of like 
severe bodily harm to yourself sure. to take this thing into the next phase. And then she stands up and she's pregnant with Dren's baby. Yeah. <sighs> Crazy. Yeah. Even more incestual, weird I didn't. I didn't really know what to expect going into this movie because I had seen the trailer for it and I had I had never really read that much about it or anything so yeah. I didn't know I didn't really know what the whole story was and I wasn't expecting a lot of it yeah I um, I heard a little bit about this uh, Vito had seen this in LA he went to a sneak peek back in the day and um, and I remember him telling me that he hated the movie mm. um, I get that I understand 100% why people didn't like this movie I think that uh, it's a it's a weird movie. It's a weird social constructed movie that that probably has way deeper meaning that we can even get out of it. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, um, I didn't think it was bad though. I liked it quite a bit. No, I, I liked I, it. I, I thought that it was polarizing. I thought that it was it it challenged a lot of preconceptions of what things should be and what things shouldn't be. And, yeah, you know, definitely. And all that stuff. And one of the things I loved about it, love, love, loved about it was the fact they fucking use practical effects. Mm-hmm. Like, K&B, of course, because fucking K&B does everything. Mm-hmm. It was um, Nicotero and Burger. Like, they they did the... Like, something, it was like 11 different molds for what Dren was supposed to look like. Yeah. And this is what they ended up on. And the fact that it was like a real live human mm-hmm. in, in like a prosthetic minus the green the screen legs, for her legs yeah. that obviously needed to be uh green screen but right. like and digitally enhanced but like yeah no like it, it was great it was awesome it was like oh my god here's like a real fucking creature that you can touch and mm-hmm. and and not weirdly like this movie is but like you can like like you can reach out and touch it and it's alive right it's a real thing yeah and i love that about it yeah it looked good. really cool it looked really good uh it was shot really well uh, acted really well I like Adrian Brody a lot, even though we like to make f- fun of him a little bit because he's got a gigantic nose. Gigantic schnoz. Which is mean. We shouldn't be that mean, but we are. And, uh, and, and, uh, um. <laughs> but we are that mean. But we are. We're, we're jerks. And Sarah Polly was really good in it. Like, mm-hmm. I thought the whole cast was amazing. Uh, it was a good movie. I would suggest it, but. Fair warning, it gets a little bit disturbing. It does. <laughs> um, oddly enough, Jim Wernowski, uh, who directed the movie, mm-hmm. he directed a movie called Cube, which we've talked mm-hmm. about. We mm-hmm. did um, a retrospective on Cube. He Jim, wanted... Uh, Jim, you mean Vincenzo Natale? Oh, you were, well, you were, I went, I went back up to Pranaconda. You were talking about the guy from Pranaconda. Yep, I, I scrolled way too high. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> um Yes, my yes, Vincenzo, Vincenzo Natale. He directed Cube, yeah, uh, which we did our retrospective on. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted this movie to be his follow-up to Cube. Really? That's how long this movie was. Ten years in the making. Wow. Um, the problem was that at the time the effects were not up to par mm. to make the movie the way that he wanted to. Mm-hmm. So he put it on the shelf. Mm. So this is an idea though that's been around for a long time. Like he he got inspired by that rat that had the human ear mm. growing on its back. Mm-hmm. He he saw that that was his inspiration. He wrote the script. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool. Like it, it's pretty interesting genesis of where it came from and where it is. But definitely yeah. I would, I would say uh, I would like I, considering that it's that the idea was that uh, that old. If you want to go back to an older movie that you could c- kind of compare this to, if you're a fan of um, species, sure, then you'd you'd probably like the yeah absolutely. the ride you take on this movie. So absolutely, no pun intended. And if you're a fan of species, it's because you're a weird pervert. Because let's be honest, alien sex. <laughs> That's what those movies are about. So uh, anyway, to wrap this up. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, to, <laughs> to wrap it up, go watch both these movies yeah. and let us know Good. what you think. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Instagram, and Facebook at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill BC. You can find us on all major streaming services. Uh, clearly, you found us already, so uh, tell a friend about us. Tell uh, tell your your babysitter's nephew about us. Yep, that's the one. That's do, <laughs> do it. If, also, uh, swipe right on oh, Tinder yeah. for a good time. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. If you want to find J-Rodge... You can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. That was very forceful this time. Like, you were, you were ready for it. Like, it was... I think he sounded like he... That was, sounds like a, like a professional. It was very throaty. Like a real professional. All right, boys. <laughs> well, until next week, so we're going to do uh, the, the universal... We're doing it. Startup so, fails. Dracula <laughs> Untold and The Mummy. All right, cool. Sounds doing. good. See right. you next week. Cheers, See boys. Cheers. Try to have a good night.